Welcome. Right. Welcome to the Three Dudes podcast. Are we on? Yes, we're on. We're oh, on. Right. It's happening. Uh, this is this is going to be our first uh, episode. We can't do the usual uh, break anymore. We got to we got to do a whole new break because we're 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 moving away from SoundCloud and onto That's Podbean. That's right. We got to change that thing. Oh shit. Yeah, we have migrated to Podbean, the yeah. land of uh, the land the of land of milk beans. and honey. The land of beans. <laughs> the land of beans. Bean pods, <laughs> pods and beans. Yeah. <laughs> You know, we, it's a bean pod pod land, bean land, thing. Land, it's a whole land. thing about beans. I just keep saying land. It's a it's a land of beans. Bean land. In pods. It's pod, the promised land. Pod, why am I so close to the microphone? Pod bean, <laughs> yes. ladies and gentlemen. Podrick bean. Podrick. Uh, Sir Podrick bean. <laughs> Sir, uh, Sir Podrick bean oh, flicker. We also, which is not designed yet, but we also have... Our own website. Yeah. Which is fucking awesome. I think it's yeah. about as designed as it's going to get, actually. Okay. I mean, I changed the theme. That's all I did. Okay. It just looks exactly like SoundCloud. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you, might, you might be wondering whether the URL, uh, which is three dudes, ca- three dude cast, three yes. dude cast, three dude cast.com, whether that is the numeral three or the spelling three. Both. And the answer is yes. <laughs> Two yeah, of them. I just knew when I was signing up for this, I'm like, I'm not going to want to have to say the numeral three. 8,000 times. Yeah, right. it's either one. Uh, <laughs> numeral three or the word yeah. three. Dude sh- cast. Funny thing about our web domain. Two of them. Two of them. Got two. Two. Two we domains. Got, Dose. Two of them. Dose domains. What else? What The other thing we have is a great show for you tonight, folks. We got we got oh uh, we got uh, we got uh, Keanu Reeves coming on. We oh, got, yeah, that's right. He is here. We got our we got our uh, he's going to be talking about his his latest movie. Uh, in which he plays Keanu Reeves. Yeah. Godfather 2. <laughs> it's going to be next level. Uh, we resurrected Stan Lee. He'll be coming back. Yeah, right. It's going to be great. Our, Talking about his ongoing elder abuse trial. <laughs> and our our musical. Our, too sad. We have a special special musical <laughs> performance uh, from some dipwad you've never heard of on YouTube. Uh, <laughs> who, who plays a carrot. I kind, of, I kind of wish we did have a show like that where we could be like, we've got all this stuff for you. Yeah, right. Instead of, yeah, we, here's like two hours of us uh, being borderline racist. And like a, yeah, have a live jazz band <laughs> off in the corner that we could, we could bounce jokes off of. Yeah, it would be perfect. Uh, Seriously, that could happen. It's just it's going to take 10 years and a lot of effort that we're not going to put into oh, this. Oh, never. That's not going to happen. It's not happen. going to happen. It would be, like, be like us trying to run for president now. It's There's no way. Oh, you know what? That the chip is sale. I used to say that. I don't think so anymore. Yeah, yeah I think know, I can actually, do it now. Yeah, you're probably good. Yeah, Even whether the, the any, norms are all broken. Any any character attack that someone might lay on you is now officially gone. Yeah, because right. you could just go. Yeah, all right. Well, basically, I think what, if I understand it, all you have to do is be like, "What about Obama?" What and then a, people uh, the, people just ignore whatever you did. Oh yeah, that's right. He was yeah. black. <laughs> <laughs> Run my White House. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think anyone can run for president now. I don't think you have to be uh, good or smart or know anything. No. Well, that's great because none of us (laughs) are any of those things. I mean, I don't. We're not a know anything. We know some things. (laughs) What? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. What? (laughs) What? (laughs) All right. Well, uh, apart from reasons relating to our government, we are fucked. I, I assume. For reasons apart from our government, we're yeah. fucked. Uh, for a lot of reasons. Uh, Dave, why don't you start us off? Why are we... Uh, I will tell you why... Okay, why we're fucked, generally speaking, I think... Generally speaking? Generally, generally speaking. Um, <laughs> the reaction to uh, 
this season of Game of Thrones uh, way overblown has been so ridiculous. Yeah. E- even to me, who like I've had kind of a middling experience yeah, of this exactly. season. Yeah. But it's it's. it's Unbelievable to me. When can you ever think of people writing angrily that they want another season because they hate it so much? Oh, let me see. Any time that any show that's big ends ever, (laughs) this is not a new trend. I do not remember anyone signing petitions over this. Here's here's a. I posted on Twitter earlier saying that there there's plenty of stuff to criticize in the final season. Sure, there's Mm -hmm. a lot of stuff to criticize. Absolutely, but. Like, uh, I would say about half the things I see on Twitter are either so nonspecific as to just be, like, attention grabbing for for likes and retweets. Yeah. Or are bad criticisms and bad critiques. Right. Sure. Uh, And it's important to separate the two because most often when bad or, or incomplete critiques come down the pipe, they're piggybacking off of good critiques. Right. Oh, and, yeah. and so I think that's part of the reason why why the negative reaction has blown up so much. It's not it's not great. It could have been a lot better. Oh, for but sure. It's, but it's nowhere near the level people are making it out. To yeah, me. it's just like you like you can be a little disappointed. That's fine. Yeah. But, but I just I don't I mean, I guess I, I don't understand people. And you're right. A lot of the criticisms are vague. And I think the one that bothers me the most is just people being like, it's just bad writing, but not ever providing any specifics on that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. There's, it's like there's the writing got bad. Specifics. Really? It, it, Demonstrate where and why. I don't think it, I don't think it got bad. I think the writing was fine. I think the pacing was off. Yeah. Which and pacing is a television killer. Like that's yeah. you know what I mean. Oh yeah. There's yeah. okay. I've, uh, one of the shows I recommended on this podcast uh, a while back was a show called The Path. Mm-hmm. Which is a show that suffers maybe solely from pacing issues. Yeah. Mm. The writing is incredible. The acting somehow manages to be even more incredible. I've seen some of the best performances from an actor and actress on television on yeah. that show. And it's basically ruined in editing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> in, in certain places. The show I watched, is, a, I watched a whole season of that, I think. Yeah. It's a great it's a great show, but it's paced in such a weird yeah. way. Like particularly, like they just did the third season not that long ago, and it it starts so abruptly. Like you get, <laughs> like it just and it just flies into all this shit. That's like okay, we're here now. Yeah, and pa- pacing's a TV show killer. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, yeah. like it's the, the serialized format by the very nature of it. You kind of have to grow with it. Correct. You know, you wait right. a whole week for something, and then you want. You want to be given enough to just sort of like digest and like sort of let that anticipation build for the next sure. week. And yeah, you don't. You, you, if, if things develop too quickly, you start to feel like they didn't happen at all. Correct. Exactly. You know, yeah. or that they were insignificant because they were rushed. Yeah. The, the point is, there's a lot of really good shows that were ruined. <clears throat> mm-hmm. You know, somewhere along the pipe by bad writing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I would say like okay, uh, I, I'll, I'll throw HBO under the bus for this. What I would say a show like Big Love. Uh, fell victim to very sloppy <clears throat> writing uh, in the fourth and fifth season. Got very, very sloppy and very choppy, and I just think they didn't have a direction for it in the later seasons. But it was a show that was, yeah, up to that point, very, very good. Yeah, um, good, good. The Sopranos was just a victim for the writers being smarter than their audience. I think in a lot of cases. <laughs> yeah, um, I still, I, after having seen that ending, I really don't know what everyone hated so much. They didn't pay attention. 
They tell you exactly what happens. It's it's, it's super pl- obvious. It's plain as day. It's right. super obvious. It's ambiguous only if you're if you weren't paying attention. I've, ne- oh. I've never seen The Sopranos, but I know how it ends. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. So uh, and now I get it. So they missed those. They just missed the guy yeah. in the scene because yeah. they weren't paying close enough attention. Exactly. Is what you're right. Wow. All right. Well, uh, Chris, why are, <laughs> Chris, why are we fucked? Uh, we're fucked, and this is going to be with TV as well. We're fucked for uh, the. I don't know if you guys know anything about this at all, but we're fucked because of the backstory that has followed the uh, the Mister Ratburn controversy. On oh yeah, Alabama is not airing that episode. Correct. Yeah, the entire state of Alabama is refusing no, to watch. No, I idea what you're talking. I'm going to say we're fucked on two levels for this. So let me give you backstory yes. to people at home. Yeah. Who yeah. Set this up for me. Um, the PBS show Arthur, which has been on since I was a child. Yeah. Um, they just did an episode recently in which their teacher, Mr. Ratburn, uh-huh. uh, got married in a gay wedding. Right? I was going to say, yeah, Ratburn's totally gay, right? Right. Well, oh, that's yeah. the thing. Here's, and let me just clarify this for everybody. If yeah. you've ever watched one episode of Arthur in your life, Mr. Ratburn's a fruit. I mean, I think, I think, <laughs> oh, my God. I think we can. I think if you've watched. <laughs> I, I, I mean that in the, that. I mean Jesus that in the Christ. best possible way. Jesus Christ, uh, dude. No, it's definite, I know. I just wanted to get a rise out of everybody. I'm sorry. Uh, it's, I no, think uh, Ratburn was kind of obviously gay. He's very sense. obviously gay. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, but here's the thing. I'm going to say we're fucked for two reasons. Number one, the people who wrote that show didn't. If you're going to do that. They just kind of like did it, yeah. And and I watched the episode. But that's that's what you got to do. You, you you can't like, you yeah. You can't make it a very special episode. So yeah. Sit down and be prepared the, to be morally guided. The more the more the more normal you make it. Yeah. The more ordinary you you portray it as. But my argument would be if you're gonna make it, I'm not saying that you just like make it like a big to do. I'm saying like why didn't we talk about this five years ago? Yeah, right. Why aren't we? Why don't we just be like, oh, Mr. Ratburn has a boyfriend, which we all know he totally does. Yeah, right. <laughs> like they just were like, like, oh, here we go. Here's a wedding. And now somehow <clears throat> the students are there. So number one, <laughs> yeah, why are the students at his wedding? It just seems, highly inappropriate. It just seems like a thing where they're just <laughs> like trying to drum up support for, you know what I mean? I mean, they've, they've been stuck in the same grade for 20 some exactly, years. Right. It's, <laughs> it's true. Actually, they, at this point, they are just pretty like close bond. It's not a professional relationship anymore. They're like a family. Yeah, right. Because they never. Ever, ever leave that school it's but it just it seems like it's just one of those things where they're like oh, look what we could do with tv and you know what i mean yeah. like it just seems kind of like uh, so okay. what you're trying to say but you haven't quite said and i agree with is it's like it's a subtle let's pat ourselves on the back yes. for how progressive we are exactly that's but, kind of fucking annoying on some level but yes. then but then what's how do you how do you present it in a way that doesn't come off that way i don't know if there is a way there i think realistically way. but but then you, you, I mean, you have to, right? Yeah, like you have to get representation. Yeah, in there, I agree. So, so then, how? I, do, I don't think there's any alternative. I think I think the alternative would have been to set that up a long time ago and then lead to this and then not not back down on it. I mean, I guess and then continue to do that. I, I don't. I the, the short thing is I don't know the answer to that. Question. Like how how interested were you in your teachers' married lives when you were kids? Not yeah. at all. Yeah, like, zero. Like yeah. I mean, <laughs> right. I mean, it just seems like. Here's the thing is when you start looking for this stuff, this is it becomes annoying to you because you see it everywhere. Yeah. And it is true. Like there is a certain level of like television is serves as a moral teacher. It always has, by the way. That's yeah. not new. Right. Um really probably what has changed more than anything is people feel like they are entitled to pass their shitty ideas down to their kids without impediment. 
Yes. Uh, and, and, and not that that hasn't always been the case, but now it's really being challenged by the fact that we are more connected to the way more people think than ever before. Uh-huh. And there don't exist as many pockets of belief about things like this. It's yeah. A, it's a monoculture. Yeah. Which yeah. is, which is why I say, keep doing it. Keep, no, I, I, yeah. I don't, I, ha- I don't have a problem with let it. Let me be 100. Let me be clear. Let me be 100. Let me be clear. No, please. Allow me to be clear. No, please. Allow me to be clear. Let me, let me be 100% clear of this. I, I agree. I, I, I agree with that. I, yeah. I, I just as a as a pessimist mm-hmm. and as uh, someone who's like very jaded <laughs> with modern life and modern media, uh, it's hard for me to go do anything but go oh, fucking. All right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know. So and I, I, I get mean, I get it because I, I see the sort of like the the back padding thing Let, wait, happening right. under the, the seats the like liberal oh, you know this year at their whatever you know their their official conference is they will be patting themselves on the back for how progressive they were about exactly. this I I don't know I would I would be more I would be more inclined to think that way if it wasn't public broadcasting sure if it was for profit broadcasting I I might be a little more cynical about it yeah but like I don't know the I don't know if 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 there's no way to do it without it seeming that way, then then maybe, you know, we need to change the way that we look at how how these things are depicted in media. Yeah. If, if it's if it's always going to be just for like, you know, patting themselves on the back, then it can't ever be legitimate. Yeah, because that's the thing is the thing you said is the is is the right thing, right? Like you need to give them the benef- about- give them the benefit of the doubt. Assume it's like a legitimate effort at inclusion without any any, you know, I would like to think that I would like to think I would that. like to think that, too. But the thing is, I just know the way that people, you know, it's it's. I know the way that people like to be in the hip, cool club of like, look at look, look at, at how, how great we are, look how good I am. Yeah. So let me get let me get well, to the second part of my argument here because we're more over fucked because there's people who are like fucking undeniably right. pissed about this. Yeah, like you said, the whole yeah. state of Alabama. Exactly. The as, whole as, state of Alabama as, 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 like for, for like refused to show for the us, episode. For people like us. Yeah, now that's bullshit. For people like us who are like, ah, okay, whatever, cool, I guess. You know what I mean? Like, uh, you see it as like a, a a ploy. Maybe that's just my own pessimism. It's it's There's cynicism. A large amount of people who are like, that's unacceptable. You know yeah. what I mean? And that's that my living room. I'd rather I'd rather be backpatting myself than be an asshole. Yeah, right. Sure. You know what I mean? Like right. absolutely. There um Alabama, incidentally, one of the one of the same uh I think I think a couple of states that um uh back in uh nineteen sixty seven, yeah. I believe it was Refused to air the episode of Star Trek where Kirk kisses yeah. Uhura. <laughs> yeah. You know, Alabama's on the wrong side of every Everything. fucking thing. Yeah. Everything. yeah. Fuck you, Alabama. Well, it's not just them. It's like uh, the the Million Moms Brigade or whatever <laughs> yeah, the fuck. Right. And it's we'll like, focus on the family. Yeah, a, a bunch of crusty bitches whose kids are all going to grow up to fucking hate them. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, like, it, it's so stupid. Just get over it. Here's the only reason I sympathize with them. And let me let me explain this as best I can, is that there's probably going to come a day where something, we're, we're probably already not entirely in vogue as far as all the things we think about everything, right? Mm. There's going to come a day where the world has passed all of us. Yeah. It is kind of inevitable for sure sure it freaks me out to think about it there's gonna be there's gonna be a time where it's there's 20 30 year old guys like 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 us you know saying god just their generation needs to fucking die off before we can take a step forward (laughs) right and and i agree with that (laughs) I, i would agree with that right but the thing is when we get to that point 
we will be in a place where our grandchildren, 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 her grandchildren. I'm not having my grandkids. So my 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 grandchildren will be learning things on. T- I'm not gonna have kids, but if I did, they'd be learning things on the television that would make me feel weird. Yeah, because I'm a dinosaur now. <laughs> I suppose. And I, I don't think that's right. I just take pity on people who are like, for whatever reason, Stuck they're in their ways. Yeah, because, yeah. yeah, sure. Call it bigoted. Call it, you know, ignorant. Call it whatever you want. It's their reality. Sure. And, and they just haven't figured out how to change their brain. Sure. So we're fucked. I, 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 I can't stress this enough. We're fucked to a far lesser extent because I think yeah. there's such a thing in this in this country is liberal back padding. Uh, and it's the number. It's the no. It's the reason that Trump got elected. And I don't yep. say that ironically. There's such a thing as liberal backpatting in this country. There, yeah. there is. But I, I well, yeah. you're right because those people that are out, you know, marching because of a PBS show yeah. are like finally Correct. expressing something that like they didn't yeah. feel any entitlement to for years. But we're but it's we're, it's we're far more fucked because of the opposite. Yeah, yeah. I just I just yeah. I, I I don't know. I I feel like yeah, like yes, there is there is back padding out there. But I I you know, I think it, I think it you know does more to help representation to us to assume the best intentions until you're shown otherwise. You know. Yeah. So the thing is, I'm I'm basing that judgment based on everything else that I've seen in media, yeah. where it is all back padding. Yeah. Um, that's what I'm basing it on. I should have a higher opinion of PBS though, because PBS has. Yeah, kind of faced a lot of pretty serious adversity and always stayed true to yeah, you know, still, I mean? yeah, unbiased, straightforward. You know what I mean? Yeah. They attempt to be an actual public service, right. uh, and being yes. free of advertisement dollars enables them to do a better Correct. job of that than anyone else. Uh, I've said this many times on this show before. The, <clears> the news uh, used to be a public service. Used to be yeah. some an agreement between the networks and the government that this is something that's. Provided to the people right. without bias, mm-hmm. uh, and that changed sometime in the 1960s, I think. Yeah, um, and, and it's never been the same. And uh, PBS is like that one, I think, straight and narrow kind of right down the line. Yeah. So I giving them the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. We are far more fucked because there's fucking assholes out there marching there, over a cartoon yeah. show. <laughs> right. I'll tell you what, like watch the PBS News Hour, and then like watch uh, like any hour long block MSNBC, of Fox, Fox News, News. Any right. any of those guys. Exactly. Yeah. Um, now, I will say this. I, I saved this picture because it's one of the funniest things I've ever read. We got a great Onion article out of this. Um, the, All right. The Onion article is PBS Defends Arthur episode where Mr. Radburn reveals he's the ultimate twink power bottom. Yeah. <laughs> Which is one of the funniest sentences I've ever read in my life. Ultimate twink power I, bottom. I read that, I read that t- article headline, incidentally, before. Before I learned about the controversy. Oh, really? I laughed. I laughed to myself for a solid two minutes. Of that's that. a that's a you know what uh, flashback to the um, to the the book you got in the bathroom, that onion reader yeah, right, uh, yeah. with um, uh, PBS uh, PBS defends first gay Muppet. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and Roger. Yeah. And he's got like the leather fetish shit yeah, right. on. Yeah, he's like a biker, mustache. like a biker looking Muppet. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. Oh, oh God, that no, was silly. I guess I, guess, I don't know. I'm trying to be. I'm trying to personally be unbiased here because we're fucked for both sides of the aisle. But sure. we're, yeah. we're fucked because one side of the aisle, you know, amounts to just like snobbish douchery, mm-hmm. and the other side of the aisle affects to like actually maybe 
contributing to teen suicide. Yeah, so right. Yeah, exactly. I'm, like, I'm going to go with the back padding side. I think. Yeah, on this yeah. One, so. It's just it's just that it's annoying. It's not that it's a bad thing. Exactly. It's that it's, 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 it's that I cynically as a cynic. Yeah, it's, I it's, cynically know that there's a group of people who are you know sort of uh, sniffing their own farts over this, <laughs> and it just rubs me the wrong way. That's yeah, yeah that's possibly true. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, um, anyway, uh, I I. Uh, I don't really know if if I feel especially fucked this week. I've been I've been on Prozac for like a week now, like again, finally. Yeah, I right. finally got my fucking Prozac back. Yeah. Um I'm not drinking tonight as you see. Um yeah, I'm at, you got I'm, two whole packs of Starbursts. I I I already ate one. There I came in with 3. I've already eaten one. Oh, really? Um <laughs> But uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I've just been jonesing for Starburst lately. Yeah. But yeah, um, uh, I might have a beer or two later. But like, yeah, I, I just uh, I've been cutting back. And, yeah, uh, that's good. That's good. Uh, now that yeah, again, now that I'm on on Prozac, everything feels pretty good. I'm a firm um, believer that drinking is only a problem until uh, people around you tell you it's a problem, or yeah. you are. Moreover, if you think that it's a problem. I think if it interferes with your life. Yeah. And that means damaging your relationships, making you, you know, damaging mm-hmm. you, make, hurting yourself any, or any fail, failing to do yeah. things, you know. Aubrey's, Aubrey's always been concerned with the amount I drink and, and you know, it's, it's a good concern to have. Um, yeah. So, I'm, you know, I've been making the uh, I've been making the change. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah. So I don't, I don't know. I don't I don't feel especially fucked. Uh just trying to, you know, as always, just figuring out what I want to do with the rest of my life. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the thing is, I think the, the most interesting people in the world are people who never figure that out. Yeah. I would like to figure it out, though, because I want to be able to retire one day. Oh, sure. Yeah. No, I, I, I mean, like, you can still do that and not figure out who yeah. you are all the way. You sure. Know what I mean, sure. I, yeah. I just I yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm at this point where, like, I'm discovering how much I don't know about my field and, like, figure, figuring out where I want to go and what, a, what I want to. You're you're new to it. You, you shouldn't yeah. know that much, right? You, you should just know the basics, you know, right? Because because that's what a career is about. Yeah, yeah. So I gotta find I gotta find a place that's that's willing to teach somewhere down the line. Not not necessarily like even soon. Yeah, you know, like another you know, give me another six months or so. I can't believe it's been six months that I've yeah. had this job now. Yeah, wow. So yeah, might starting say starting in November. It's been. Yeah. <laughs> six months. Six months. Six months. Six months. Um. So anyway, uh. We'll be back. Wait. Yeah, what? you did say why we're... Did you yeah. say why we're... No, I, I said I don't, no, you I just don't, I don't feel <laughs> particularly fucked. I thought what, you were what? just coming around... I Uh-oh. thought you were just going around in circles and then eventually going to say something, but... <laughs> no, no, that was that was pretty much it. I don't I don't feel particularly fucked. Um, all right. But, uh, but yeah, so we're going to... Um, <laughs> you all right? <laughs> I don't... I'm, it's, we got to do this podcast more. I'm like just completely lost Earth in it. Today. I'm like uh, I'm like when you put a, like a goldfish in a different bowl and it's just like what the f- where am I? What yeah, is right. this? What is this? So we are going to take a break. <laughs> uh and, yeah. And we're going to come right back with uh reality or bullshit. Yay! And uh yay! Yay! And we'll ben, yay! <laughs> present our topic. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh yeah, gosh, we got I, I'm, it's weird cuz now I know what the, the next thing that the listeners are going to hear in the episode is no longer going to be the thing that's been for Yeah, yeah. we're going to have to I, yeah. I almost did it, it's been Yeah, we got to uh we got to do a new thing for uh for our new home on Podbean. We don't necessarily have to do it right now, but We'll we'll have to do it at some point. <laughs> yeah, no, here we'll figure something out. In fact, I, I think I have an idea. Okay, all right, all right. So we'll be back in a bit with more episode. Yes. Ah! 
Yes, we're back. Uh, so I think we'll probably use that uh, for every episode from now on. Yeah, it's probably good. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's, it's subtle. Super, it's, uh, super subtle. Yeah. Well, and I think it's really easy to understand, which, yeah. you know, we kind of threw the other one together. This one, you know. Yeah, this we, one we took some time we on. We took a little more time. The, the last one we just kind of threw out there without <sighs> thinking about it all. So, yeah. Yeah. It'll be good. Yeah. So anyway. Moving on. Yeah. So moving on, uh, we have a brand new edition of Reality or Bullshit for you. Uh, and... Um, this one was inspired by, um, uh, we got a question once, uh, not too long ago, I think we were playing at my place, uh, okay. Chris, uh, uh, Fibbage on the Jackbox games, and um, one of the questions involved uh, the original title for Of Mice and Men. Yeah, oh, yeah I think Which, I uh, that. the original title, it was terrible, the actual title originally was Something That Happened. <laughs> um, that is like a really... Is that really... <laughs> That's yeah, an awful title. I'm trying to remember that. Something that happened. You know, I do remember the question. I don't remember that being the actual that's, thing. That's the answer. The lie I came up with was my brother's keeper, and that got quite a few Yeah, that people. was a really convincing one. Um, but yeah, was, uh, yeah, the original title was Something That Happened by John Steinbeck, right? Steinbeck wrote my Yeah, yeah okay. Steinbeck. Um, so rather than books, um, I decided to, to go with uh, movies, original working titles for motion pictures, well-known motion pictures. Uh, three of these are real. One of them I completely pulled out of my ass. Okay. This is going to be fun. I like this one. Um, obviously, the objective is to figure out which one I, I've invented. Yeah. Um, so your choices are uh, the original title for E.T., which is Heart of a Boy. Okay. Uh, I'll let you guys write. Oh, <laughs> yeah, sorry. I'm just writing that down. Um, the original title for Friday the 13th which was A Long Night at Camp Blood. <laughs> a Long Night at Camp Blood. Yeah. Okay. So it was, it was, uh, for Friday the 13th. Uh, the original title for Saturday Night Fever, which is The Tribal Rights of the New Saturday Night. <laughs> the Tribal Rights of the New Saturday Night. Uh -huh. Oh, man. These are going to be hard. Wow. Okay. <laughs> or... The original title, Blade Runner, being Dangerous Days. <laughs> you know what's really depressing to me is that three of these are actual titles, yeah. working titles. So we have to spot the lie, essentially. Yeah, which, which one of these did I make up? Okay, so Blade Runner, you said Dangerous Days? Dangerous Days was the original working title for Blade Runner. My God, okay. Uh, well... The problem is, every single one of these, I think, is genuinely worse than, than the one that, that mm -hmm. it ended up being. Oh, certainly. Um, <clears throat> the thing is, if this was, like, identify the one that that uh, was true or something, I think I'd have an easier time. That may be something that... Should probably be what I did. No, no, I think I think it's good that you did it this way. Yeah, this is much harder. Yeah, much, much more of a challenge. Much, much harder. Yeah, uh, and that's better. Okay, okay. That, that's actually better. Uh, man. For our listeners at home, again, these choices are: <laughs> ET originally being titled "Heart of a Boy," Friday the Thirteenth originally being titled "A Long Night at Camp Blood," 
Saturday Night Fever originally being titled The Tribal Rights of the New Saturday Night and the original title Blade Runner being Dangerous Days. Okay, here's the thing. The 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 tribal rights of the new Saturday night is so bad, I feel like that's it. And I'll I, I mean it's so it's so bizarre. I don't think you wrote this one. That's the way I feel about this. Heart of a boy, I could see Long Night in the Camp Blood, I could see uh, Dangerous Days, I could see you writing that. I just think the tribal rights of the new Saturday night is so fucked up. Well, you're you're picking the one that I that I came up yeah, with. Yeah, you got it backwards. We're, yeah. we're picking the one that he came up with. Wait, what? These are three of these are the correct working title. Three of these are real. Wow, what, what's of, happening to my fucking brain? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, do I have this backwards? Oh my god! Yeah. No, three of these are real. Three of these are real. I think I need to go to the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> Just keep drinking that coffee. Bro. Yeah, you'll be fine. Um, you have to find the one that I invented. So Shit. my initial impression is that you invented Dangerous Days as Blade Runner's title. Mm-hmm. But I think that that is just bad enough mm. that that is actually true. Yeah. And I'm going to call an audible here. <laughs> and yeah. I'm going to say that you invented Heart of a Boy as the title for E.T. Okay. I have no backing other than gut feeling behind this. Mm. I have no justification for that. All right. I feel like I'm leaning towards a long night at Camp Blood. That was my second choice. Long night at Camp Blood. All right. It just. But that sounds like a Carpenter-esque <laughs> kind of. Did Carpenter do Friday the 13th? Oh, I don't know. I don't yeah. think so. I've never, sure I've never seen Friday the 13th myself. Oh. I just know what it's about. I think it's a long night at Camp Blood. That's my that's my gut. All right, you're going with Long Night at Camp Blood being the original for Friday the 13th, yeah. and you're going with Heart of a Child, Heart yeah. of a Boy. The Heart of a um, Child. Chris is correct. No way. That's the one I made up. No shit. The other three are completely real. Okay, so <laughs> my 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 gut instinct was correct about the tribal rights of the new Saturday night. From, from what I read, they based that, uh, uh, the script and the... Um, uh, the title off of an article from the New York Times from uh, the 70s about the emergence of disco culture. That makes sense. Um, and uh, uh, the Bee Gees, uh, who did the entire soundtrack to the movie, uh, refused to have that name on the album <laughs> because it was so fucking stupid. Yeah. So they, so it was changed uh, by their request to it's, Saturday Night Fever. It's the kind of thing that makes a lot of sense as an article title because it's like, okay, we're doing something sociological here, but it's like right. a movie's personal. It doesn't make yeah. sense. The know? producers really fought to have it be as close to the article as they as they could have it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they also they also insisted weirdly originally on a lot of close up shots of John Travolta, which he hated because he spent all this time getting his dance, dance moves right, right. <laughs> and then the, the audience couldn't fucking see any of them. So they reshot most of the dance scenes and and uh, included his entire body. It was yeah. well, actually, what happened was they they uh, the original edit was they, they edited it to be zoomed in and cropped in. Mm. So they actually shot him on the dance, but the oh. studio deemed it oh. too sexually aggressive. Oh. So the, the, when the first preview of the movie came out. Uh, he had a, a stipulation in his contract, and he said, I will not give you the rights to my likeness unless you keep the dance numbers as they were shot. Yeah. So, yeah, he was so fucking pissed because he spent, like, the better part of a year getting into, like, professional dancing shape, which yeah. is not easy. 
No. And like hats off to him because he is fucking incredible in that movie. Like, mm. like totally natural fucking just nails it. Um, yeah. And the studio was going to like for like Elvis reasons. You know what I mean? Like they were going to. Yeah, right. Get, and this is the <laughs> 70s we're talking about. It was deemed too sexually explicit. For the Christ 70s. almighty. That's <laughs> so weird. Sexually explicit. Swinging right. that Travolta dick around. <laughs> right. People passing out in the theater. <laughs> I mean, like those dance scenes are fucking like incredible. Like, yeah. This is, it's really amazing that he was able to do that in like nine <laughs> months or something like that. Is that, is that really how? Yeah. He spent a very long time. Yeah. Like every day. That's all he did was Jesus. learn how to dance, which makes it 10 times better when you see him in Pulp Fiction dancing like a goober. Yeah. Right. That's pretty Just great. Throw that shit out the window. Right. All right. So wow, that was great. Thanks, that was good. Sure. Uh, our topic this week, uh, is something that, that, uh, you guys have generous, generously already touched on because it's television. Ah. I, was, I was thinking about Game of Thrones and I, I was thinking like, you know what, why don't we talk about what makes, you know, what makes some good television and what, you know, what are good TV, you know, good TV. Good how TV. do you, how do you, you know, how do you carry a series to its conclusion? Uh, yeah, uh, that sort of thing. I'm a huge TV enthusiast. You know this. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Like, it, like people can name movies all day long. Like, I, I love this movie. I love this movie. And I'm always like, I don't know. I don't know. Didn't see it. Yeah, I'm the same with I'm the same, but with TV, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I've, I've watched uh, a lot more uh, television as an adult than I ever did as a kid. Um, somehow mm. uh, we don't have cable. So most of my viewing comes from Netflix and, sure. you know, series that people are already familiar with. Like, uh, you know, I'm watching uh, West Wing right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I've never I've never seen The Sopranos. Uh, uh, it's worth a watch. Took me it took me mm-hmm. a bit of prodding to get into Game of Thrones, and it was still like you know at its at the height of its popularity. Yeah, I don't think I started watching that show until like they were already in their fourth season. Season three for me. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. maybe yeah, something around. I don't remember exactly where, but uh, yeah, it took I took some convincing on the two. I, I feel like I I generally I I really am kind of picky when it comes to TV. Yeah, because um, it's <laughs> such a big it's so much bigger an investment than watching yeah. a movie. <clears throat> Right. Yeah, because you have to you have to plan for at least three seasons worth of shit. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Gonna, you know what I mean? Right. I mean, you're talking about the like you know like a two two and a half or three hour commitment you know yeah. to, to a movie where you're probably going to sink well what ten hours a season of Game of Thrones and yeah. they just ed- ended their yeah. eighth season. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's insane to think about how much volume. Right. How much time you spend watching these things. Yeah. Um, well, I think a good place to start is like what we think our favorite TV shows is. Um, favorite of all time. Favorite of all time. This is hard. Favorite of all time. Yeah, this is a fucking tough question. That's a that's a that's a pretty big toss up between I would say three things: Mystery Science Theater, uh-huh. the original Iron Chef, uh-huh. and oh, yeah, Star Trek Deep Space Nine. I'm surprised Cheers is not on your list. I like you know I like Cheers. I'm not huge into sitcoms. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But like I don't know, there's parts I remember about about Cheers, but nothing like nothing that had like the kind of impact on me that like uh, that you know Star Trek has had or, or right. you know anything like that. Yeah, um, I can see that. Yeah, I don't know. And then like Mystery Science Theater for obvious reasons, like it's yeah. just one of the greatest. I think one of the greatest things to ever be put on television. I yeah. agree. I mean, they started they started a number of things too. I mean, like, by doing that, I kind of feel like they opened the door for a whole lot of other like. 
homegrown content of the same type. Yeah. yeah. Or like people putting dubbed videos up on YouTube. Yeah. You know? <laughs> right. Yeah. Maybe the, rather than try and choose a favorite, maybe we'll stay with the three. Like what mm-hmm. you think your top three would be. Um, okay. Uh, it's still tough though. Cause you got to narrow down so much television. <laughs> yeah. But I, I can be pretty, I can be pretty specific. I think um, if, if I had to pick, uh, if I had to pick, I think, and this is so fucking hard. <laughs> I think I would have to go with if if forced to choose six feet under, uh-huh. mm. um, The Sopranos mm-hmm. and Breaking Bad. Wow, yeah, That's three examples of and, and of those, um, uh, I think The Sopranos kind of led the way as far as what the modern TV drama is supposed to look like. I think they did the first series that was truly prestige television Correct. in our lifetimes. And the second, like, uh, Six Feet Under kind of picked up, like, what, two two years after the start of The Sopranos. Mm-hmm. Um, and HBO kind of took gambles on this. There was a lot of great TV that came out of specifically HBO at that time. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Six Feet Under, I think, from an emotional standpoint, <clears throat> if, if forced to choose, I think... That might just edge out Breaking Bad as my absolute favorite. Yeah. Um, just because of the emotional connection that it formed with the audience on every episode. But as a complete story, uh, well executed from start to finish, I think Breaking Bad, maybe from a writing standpoint and a story standpoint, was the most consistently. Yeah. <sighs> Yeah. yeah There's was, no way Breaking Bad is not on my list. Breaking Bad was incredible. It was a, a like a, a six or seven year train wreck. Yeah. I mean, you just, you know. <laughs> well, it's funny that that's that show kept topping itself. Mm-hmm. It's very interesting. I, I feel like every every season got more interesting yep. than the last. And mm. uh, not so many shows can say that they consistently moved up with every. Yeah. Every season to the to the the uh, ultimately like the the last season, which I think uh, to this day is one of the few seasons of television that still holds a one hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, really? Wow! <laughs> yeah, the, the first part of season of the season five, the first eight episodes were a ninety eight, and the last part was a one hundred. So it's <laughs> yeah. like it, it it gradually, you know, you can see the incline in the show of right. how excellent they you know, they managed to make everything yeah. about that show is good. The, the, I think the cast was perfect, and I I do not think that Brian Cranston would have seemed like a natural choice back then. No. I think you actually had to look <laughs> closely to find the Walter White in there. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, I just think they like they they uh, they just saw a little bit ahead on like where they were going to take their characters, and I just think that uh, yeah. like every everyone ended up being just phenomenal. Yeah, um, great villains. Great bad guys. Very yeah. great. Bad and the bads guys. kept getting badder and bigger. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. You oh, know. That's so great. Yeah, by the t- by the time you get to the the final couple seasons, the the bad guy isn't necessarily just one guy either. It's you know right. this yeah, right. bunch of neo Nazis that you know are <laughs> right. just right. all pure pure evil. Like at least you know you know with Gus, you at least had like a tragic backstory to kind of like sure. get get him some motivation. But yeah, yeah, some of the best character arcs. Mm-hmm. Ever in television were on that show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ever. I mean, absolutely. Character after character, every single one of the main cast had uh, a, an incredibly fleshed out story arc. Except yeah. for maybe Marie. Except for maybe Marie. Yeah. She was the only <laughs> one, but I don't think she was ever supposed to be. The, she was supposed well, to be the, the, the yin to Hank's yang. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah. I, yeah, I suppose so. 
They tried they tried doing something there with that shoplifting thing, but that never really went anywhere. Yeah, right. <laughs> it really didn't, did it? Yeah. <laughs> no. And I mean, to be fair, they were flying by the seat of their pants for a lot of that production. Yeah. You know, like like you know how Jesse wasn't supposed to survive past season one. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Just such a quick fan favorite, right? That it's like we can't get rid of this guy. Yeah. He's, right. He's part of the. He's like a part of the show now. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, and and Hank, I think uh, the character of Hank on that show, mm-hmm. one of the greatest television story arcs ever because it's so complete. Yeah. You oh, go yeah. from like the just macho plucky comic relief to like, okay, what happens when you take that machismo away? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, when you break a guy. When you what what, you, what happens when you break a man? How do how does how does somebody like that compromise, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, and like, how do they ultimately become better or worse for that? Yeah. Um, they really drove that point home. I mean, like they one of the most complete characters ever written in television, I think. Yeah. Um Absolutely. along along with Walter White for that matter, too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um uh, yeah, no, I I, th- I think uh so you guys all know because we've watched it together several times exactly what I'm talking about, the crawl space shot. Oh, one of, of the best yeah. probably the best thing committed to television that I've ever seen. Yeah, one is of the, that two minutes. Yeah. Uh, so good, yeah. yeah. So good. One of the spine chilling. Yeah, <laughs> it really, it really is. And and the thing is, it's also not just about what you're seeing; it's about what you're hearing. Yeah. Um. The the soundtrack there is so interesting. Yeah. And just does this like fade out to white noise at some point, and the camera just shaking. And yeah, that that shot, that crawl space shot. It says everything about the state of like yeah. the dude himself. You can watch yeah. that. You can watch that. Two minutes without, and it really doesn't spoil anything. I would recommend everybody, yeah, actually, go on YouTube and and watch that crawl space scene because it doesn't actually spoil anything because it's so out of context. Yeah, right. You wouldn't know what money or what they're talking about. They're talking about money, obviously. Yeah, that 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 <laughs> sh- that scene explains everything you need to know about the show. Really, yeah. I mean, so. <laughs> it's it's the entire mood of the show boiled down into one. Yeah, it's scene. a yeah yeah it's it's a it's a. Yeah, a descent into into one guy's horrible dark side. Yeah, and it's yeah, it's really great. Um, yeah, Breaking Bad has to be on the list. Absolutely. On um, as far as like complete characters, as far as like like really fleshed out characters. I mean, if you sit down and watch the entirety of Next Generation, like yeah. you'll find that Captain Picard has has you know. You'll you'll know the man's life story by the end of the <laughs> by the end of the series, you know, and why, you know, why he is the way he is. Yeah. Uh, and it's and it's so great, which makes which makes the final scene of the final episode all the more heartwarming. Oh, yeah. Because uh, it's a it's a big uh, it's a big. Uh, well, it, the whole crew is involved in the final scene, but uh, but it's a pretty big Picard moment. Oh. And it's really it's really nice. I uh, I intend to watch that show. I only really watch like the first season and a half. Yeah, and I, and I've, sh- I've shown you an episode or two. I think. Yeah, like the the measure of a man. In measure particular of a man is what I always think of the the trial of data, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the trial to determine whether data is uh, is a, a sentient person or or if he's Starfleet property. Yeah, yeah. right. Uh, yeah, that was a really really it's, good one. Ooh, that sounds tremendously interesting. Yeah, it's it's great because it, basically the idea is this doctor comes can, on board. I can't tell if you're being sarcastic. I am. Or not. No, I'm not being sarcastic. That sounds really interesting. <laughs> this like I, research, I know that probably came across as shitty. I mean, no, 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 no. That I just, really I just, I can never tell. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm, and I'm bad at telling in the first place. Yeah, my, my head is full of Aspergers. <laughs> 
Um, but yeah, like a researcher comes on board. And yeah, he's, he, Commander he, uh, Commander Bruce Maddox. Yeah, he claims to have like the 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 rights to perform whatever kind of experimental he like, wants, yeah, procedure he wants to on data. Take data apart to see how he ticks. Oh yeah, that's and, right. Um, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, warns him that you know he might not be able to reactivate data after the procedure, and so data refuses. And then yeah. he says, and he says, "Well, I order you to." And data's like, "Well, I quit." <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and he says, "Well, you can't quit because you're a machine that belongs to Starfleet." Yeah, data's creator is dead at this point, right? Uh, uh, Dr. Uh, Nunian Sung. Yeah. Um, he's gone. He's he like, is, no one knows where he is or what his status is at that point. And he's like got a, I remember there's at some point there's like a lab that gets, it might be a different episode where they discover like a, a lab of his or something. Yeah. It was maybe in the first season. Actually, it was the, uh, it was the planet where they discovered data and that was where they find his brother, his twin brother lore. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> lore uh, is like bad guy like data. That. Yeah. <laughs> data and lore. I like that. Yeah, Brent Spiner uh, playing multiple characters in a single episode is one of the, is one of the strangest and and most awe inspiring parts about Next Generation. Like the dude has the dude has masses and masses of talent. Yeah, what are your three favorite episodes? We three to, favorite episodes or three favorite um, TV shows? <sighs> okay, three favorite shows. Um, I'm always going to have The Office at my, the front of my comedy list. <laughs> okay, uh, not yeah. necessarily even because it's. I think it's like the the well no I guess it I really do think it's like the funniest I think it's uh like of it, like of all the the comedy series I've watched it's the one that I just like cannot get enough of doesn't stop being good Michael Scott's character is amazing um, <laughs> and only gets better and then that show kind of to to be fair it's it kind of does take a dive when he leaves yeah oh it's for sure not yeah. completely off the cliff but you know it's like. He's right. he's half the reason to watch that show. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, <clears throat> Breaking Bad, obviously, also still on that list um, for all the reasons you described. But I'm having a hard time with the third one um, because uh, part of me wants to put the Sopranos in there. Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman. <laughs> Xeno Warrior Princess. Uh, Conan the Barbarian. I don't know. It's it's the Andy Griffith show. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, uh, it, it's I, tough. Um, I think if I had to, honestly, if I had to do another one, it might well be Black Mirror. Black Mirror is a great choice. Mm. Yeah. Black Mirror is great television. I, I think as far as like that sort of like dystopian sci-fi kind of mm-hmm. vibe, I don't think anyone's ever done it better. Uh, Amazon tried to do something similar. They took a bunch of short stories by Philip K. Dick and they turned them into episodes yeah. of that show, Electric Dreams. Right. Mm. And that was pretty good. I mean, it was very good in a lot of places. Some episodes I didn't care that much for, but, like, I thought it was a really good show. Mm-hmm. Black Mirror is Twilight Zone for the modern age. Absolutely. The the thing about Twilight Zone is, like, what is life going to be like in the future? Yeah. And Black Mirror is, okay, we're in the future. What's life going to be like 20 years from now? In, in, yeah. in the future of this future. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? I, I sort of feel like a lot of the Twilight Zone was, like... Uh, so a lot of it wasn't even necessarily sci-fi. Uh, some of it was. I think it's like maybe what it's more known for. But a lot of it is just like these, like almost like classic fable-y type stories. Yeah, sure. Like, uh, like, uh, like with like the equivalent of trickster gods putting people in weird <laughs> positions. Yeah. yeah. Or, um, or uh, sort of like like um, narratives of paranoia or like loneliness or something. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they all like kind of just like touch on these like. These really age old uh, uh, experiences, I think, that people have. Yeah. yeah. Black Mirror is so much more about the, the technological constructs that make yeah. its story. Right. 
but they, you know, I mean, like, obviously they all come back to something, something fairly basic. Uh, Social and primal. Uh, yeah, yes. they, it's it's uh, telling the story by way, I think, of, of technology and where we might envision the future heading. But yeah. it ultimately drives back to that really primal yeah. core sense of fear um, that we all have about different, you know what I mean, very specific feelings. There's you know so many things yeah. I want to talk about about this show. But but I also like I feel like people have to see it for themselves. Yeah, there's there's a lot of there's a real running theme in there, too, of like of like being accepted by your peers that, yeah. that goes through kind of, kind of is an undercurrent of a lot of episodes of that show. Yeah. Um, which, you know, uh, you could say a lot of those themes come out of like the technological culture that the stories are rooted in. Oh, sure. You know, like half of our time online is spent comparing ourselves to other people and wanting to fit in. Right. Yeah. Or like getting validated or hoping to be validated by the things we say and do online. Yeah. Like, so much of that is just human anxiety and the need to feel like part of the group. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. And uh, yeah. And tech just just generally makes it worse oh, sometimes. Super exacerbates it and makes it way easier to be like the worst version of ourselves. Hmm. I watched an episode of Black Mirror just a couple days ago that I hadn't watched before because I'm one? still not all the way caught up. But, but it was it was like one of those that was so real that mm. I was like, we were, Trisha and I were watching it and I was like, this is like too real <laughs> it was it was the one where okay there was it was one where there do you remember the one with the bees where they had mechanical yes. drone bees flying yes, around do. that because bees called, were going extinct is it called hated in the nation hated in the nation i yeah. haven't seen this one yeah there's an episode of black mirror from it was like the end of season three called hated in the nation yeah uh and it basically the without spoiling anything the premise was that they they had in the future they've had to invent robotic drone bees basically because yeah. all the real bees are, are dying yeah. <laughs> so they these little robotic drones carry out the tasks that real bees would normally yeah mm -hmm. but someone found a way to hack into them and basically what they do is anybody who gets crucified on social media mm -hmm. for any reason like any social faux pas the most criticized the person. most criticized person <laughs> dies these, wow. these little drone bees come in, in like rounds in rounds every day. Jesus. And it, it gets to the point and I, I'm not going to spoil the ending because it's like, yeah. whoo, um, <laughs> uh, but it, 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 you know, it, yeah, I was watching that and I'm going, this is like way too visceral and way too real. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It, it, like it has ugh. all the hallmarks of like the worst things about like, uh, our, like our internet and technological humanity culture. Roman yeah. call, I would call it like Roman Coliseum culture like let's see more let's see oh someone yeah else that get, blood sport sure. like that yeah. lust for violence and awfulness yeah um on a uh, on a on a bright note, uh, the world bee population is rebounding like in a big way. Well, good. No shit. That's yeah. a really good thing. Yeah, <laughs> we just need to fix the coral reefs now. Right, <laughs> please. No big deal. They're, oh, they're they're working on something for that too. Good. Um, the are they really good. The Australian government's working on something for the Great Barrier Reef involving. Um, uh, <laughs> I don't think it's quite like cloning, but it's something that's sort of like. Similarly, it would be like like mimic cells or something. Oh, that what, will like, whatever they can do, like the equivalent of like a plant stem cells or something. That that's like, that's the way I understood it. I could be wrong, but yeah, they're they're working sense. on doing something like that to restore uh, the Great Barrier Reef. Good. 
God, if we could actually do that, what a fucking great, what a monumental human achievement. Yeah, every single story about the environment has to be a bad one. I love hearing a good one once yeah. every 30 years. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, like nothing made my, how, how much did your heart drop? Like when you watched Blue Planet 2 and yeah. they showed, okay, well, this is the shot of the Great Barrier Reef when we started filming this. Yeah. And this is what it looks like now. Yeah. And you see this utter... It's not just dying, it's dying it's, rapidly. Yeah, it's it's yeah. dead. Like, by the time they show you this part, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. this huge chunk of the Great Barrier Reef, which is, like, mm-hmm. one of the world's natural marvels, you know yeah. what I mean, mm-hmm. uh, is is dead. Well, it's if, completely gone. You want to hear some other good news? I'll give you two good news stories related to technolo- technological things on the planet, just because we're on it. Yeah. I mean, I know, this is, I know this episode is about TV, but... <laughs> Sorry. Well, we um, did touch on Blue Planet. Right. Blue so, Planet n- Number one, very recently, researchers, I cannot remember where, uh, devised and, uh, you know, uh, proved out a system of making a fully recyclable plastic, which does not exist right now on planet Earth. Nice. Uh, all the plastics that we think we're recycling, they, they get turned into different kinds of things, but they never really fully like de- like convert back down to like the like to the like atomic level, like just right. like, like liquid plastic and then get reused. That doesn't happen. Yeah. So by doing that. There's the thought that we won't be, you know, leaching so much plastic into our oceans ultimately. So that's mm. a really good one. Second thing is a lithium production company in China just recently figured out how to get their production costs down from I can't remember what the unit is, the the volume is uh, that they use as like the sort of b- benchmark, but basically from like what would cost fifteen thousand dollar U.S. dollars to produce is now down to like they could do it in like two thousand. US dollars. Okay. <laughs> so what that means is that the price of lithium ion batteries should go down to, to like a seventh of what they currently cost, Good. which wow. also is the thing that makes electric cars so goddamn expensive. Yeah. <laughs> is the all those lithium cells are so fucking expensive. Yeah, it's like $3500 to replace a <clears throat> uh, electric battery. Yeah, and the, it's crazy. But, and the thing is like Tesla's have like 12 of them in them, right? Exactly, <laughs> like, right. Um they 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 in, in a lot of electric vehicles the batteries take up the entire under the floor space right, right. in the whole fucking car. Yeah. So That's fantastic. Yeah, so I mean those two things in particular are good good for the planet, I think. Yeah. I mean, we're still yeah. talking about ripping up lithium out of the ground or however the hell they do yeah, that. Yeah, whatever, fuck it. Um, <laughs> fuck the planet. We're, all, we're always going to need resources from the planet itself. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, uh, but that's not going it just away. seems like th- maybe maybe some good things are happening yeah. for the planet. Wouldn't that be nice <laughs> for a change? Anyway. Getting back on subject here. Yeah. Um, I, I think the next part of the conversation we were heading towards was like fleshed out story arcs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you said Picard. I said uh, uh, Hank Dean Norris. Mm-hmm. Well, more like it's like a fleshed out character, but like his there's there's a bunch of arcs going on in, in Star Trek at once. And, and some, you know, sometimes there's not even really a, an arc that that can last more than a single episode. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I don't know if it counts because he's a real person, but on some level, I think the portrayal of maybe it doesn't count. I can think in Carl Pilkington's head. I can I can think like that man now because I've heard him talk for so long. I, I feel like I understand Carl Pilkington more than anyone on Twitter. <laughs> uh, just like this because YouTube has like five hour compilations of the Ricky Gervais show. Yeah. Um, and I know he's a real person, but I think he might be the person I have like the most access to the way his stupid head works. And then at the same time, he always surprises me. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, he's... I, I, does it count? I think it kind of counts. I don't know. It's like... I think it counts. I think I'll Somewhat. He's, I don't know. He's definitely less like a person than anyone else I can think of. He's <laughs> <laughs> just so strange. Um... I, uh, what about like episodes of your favorite shows that have disappointed you? Oh, that have disappointed. I thought you were going to go the other way. Cause I was oh. actually looking up what I think my favorite episodes are. Oh, okay. Uh, but episodes that disappointed me. Hmm. Ooh, tough one. Yeah. Right. Disappointed. There's- like you were like, Oh, I'm mad at the show for doing that. We're disappointed. Like, like it doesn't it, like, doesn't live up to the standards of, of what the show usually puts out. All right. Um, I, I will give you a specific example. And this is uh, the one I uh, will. The one I'll give you is uh, is a partial spoiler for um, an episode of, of the show Big Love. So if you ever plan on watching Big Love, mm-hmm. um, I will uh, ruin this moment for you. <laughs> I'm sure um, that's okay. Uh, yeah. So there's an episode in this in season four, which I said earlier was kind of like right after the drop off point. Mm-hmm. Like the end of season three was where it really started to take a nosedive. Where you could tell the writers didn't know what they where they were going with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There was an episode of uh, Big Love in season four where, and if you don't know what Big Love is about, it's basically about this family living in Utah, Bill Hendrick, mm-hmm. um, who uh, he has three wives. He's a Mormon. He believes in plural marriage. Mm-hmm. His One of his wives, father, his father-in-law, is the leader of one of the religious Mormon compounds Mm. Uh, and then you get to, which is a thing. There's actual Mormon, you know, I mean, like yeah. bunker compounds, bunker like, polygonal comp, like uh, you know, what yeah. I mean? people who believe in polygamy. Well, you need a place to hole out from the United States government. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> but they're like real, like where people live in the 1700s. They're they're just they take on, you know, 10, 12 wives depending on yeah. what your social standing is in the compound. They don't have electricity. They just live in Utah and they claim religious freedom. So like, yeah. And all these guys, they call themselves prophets. Like they're the, you know. Yeah, right. They all have like a mystical quality to them. Like they all want to be Joseph Smith. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) But there's like several of these different compounds. Yeah. So you learn uh, 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 Roman uh, is is his father-in-law basically. But you learn about another compound, which is somehow scarier than this fucking psycho's compound who's her, his Bill Hendricks father-in-law who's like the main subject of the show uh-huh. and it's run by this guy these you know people the greens Hollis and Selma Green uh, Hollis Green who claims to be the living reincarnation of Joseph Smith um, <laughs> and they, and because these, of course he does so the thing is they've set this this compound and they've set these characters up to mm-hmm. be fucking like horrible dark scary scary people okay and they've done it very very effectively throughout the entire first three seasons you are like these guys are fucking skeevy just the way they look they okay. just they just skeeve you out so and you only see them from the outside i guess like this is his essentially father-in-law and their people but we we see them we see the gr- we facing. see the greens like in snippets they sure. come out because you know they're they're two rival prophets right so right. you see these like two Kind of like fighting prophets going at it for who, but they have to profits, but they have to work. But like there's <laughs> points in the show where they have to work together because inevitably, you know, their interests collide at certain points. You know, they could have solved this by putting them in the profit dome. I'll give you a good example of how one man leaves. <laughs> <laughs> Two men enter, one profit Two. leaves. Who is Joseph Smith? <laughs> America's next top Joseph Smith. <laughs> The Do you have what it takes the first to be the th- next Mormon prophet? <laughs> the first 
first rule of Mormon compound. You do not talk about Mormon compound. Oh, that's funny. Um, okay, profit so v. Profit. I'll give you a, uh, a good example of how evil they make Hollis Green out to be. Okay. Um, there's a shot that I remember like from like season two where they're, they're at the green compound and Hollis Green is about to take on another wife. He has like 40 at this point and she's 12. Oh, fuck. So Come like, on, man. Do you know what I mean? Like, so yeah. like, it's him like trying to communicate with this girl. Like, yeah. you know, I can't, I, I'm trying to remember specifically, but it's just him trying to be like gentle and reassuring, but also like, you're you going to be my wife. You're going to be my wife. That's it's fucked. Fuck, it's up. fucked. It's That's fucking fucked up. creepy. Ugh. That might and be horrible. one of the creepiest things to be on TV. Yeah, and it's, and it's horrible. And they set this villain up so well. And they blow this all up with this really weird, crazy storyline in season four that involves the Greens. And I'm not going to spoil anything. Okay. But it ends with this really weird, nonsensical kidnapping plot. Oh no! In which this guy gets his arm cut off. Okay, <laughs> that's that's how that's how that episode ends. It sounds like they took something that was already very dramatic, dark, and like a great storyline to follow for television, and then they just replaced it with like cartoonery. They did. They blew it up. Yeah. They, they basically. They, uh, uh, I can't remember what it was. Like the the like, Greens kidnapped one of Bill's wife's sisters kids okay and then bill goes on this crazy wild goose chase to try and get them back <laughs> and it ends with them outside of a carnival a public carnival and somebody chops hollow screen's arm off you're fucking it, kidding me and this fake <laughs> giant prosthetic arm flops on the ground <laughs> that's what like really with. obviously and fake. it was so that was the moment i watched the whole rest of the show but that was where i was like ah, oh, fucking all right that's kind of <laughs> that doesn't sound it it ruined what was otherwise one of the greatest TV villains of all time. It fucking <laughs> ruined it. Wow. It just, it just, it just rubbed me the wrong way. And that, I think that was the most disappointing thing that I, I can remember because they had somebody who was just, you just hated this guy yeah, so badly. Right. And they just cartoonified the whole thing. That sucks. Yeah. That it, sucks it, because it, really it, it, it seems like he's way more interesting from a psychological perspective than as like a bad guy to chase and like shoot and to right. chop and all that. Right. <laughs> yeah. That, that, that does kind of squander some potential. Doesn't yeah, it? Yeah. Right. Because they built him up so well. And I don't know. <laughs> so I don't know if anybody else has any good examples of like squandered potential in TV. I don't know. I mean, I feel like I've been disappointed by a lot of television. I think the worst episode of any show is always its clip show episode. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. yeah. This is one of the worst things TV does. They should stop doing it. We have YouTube now. Next Generation even managed to do a clip show episode. Really? <laughs> it sucked. It was it's it was the season two finale. They, um, they made that the finale they made of the, the finale. season? Well, the reason was they blew all they they had they blew all their budget and then had to ask for more money oh shit uh for the fucking uh board cube oh okay. i actually know what the board cube is yeah. yeah i was at the star trek museum and that's the first thing i ever learned about star trek so cool <laughs> there's a huge cube of borgs the yeah. borg are, the borg is so interesting to me yeah um the the they were an idea, uh, a failed idea from season one, a real, a real goddamn abortion of an idea in season <laughs> one, which is 
season one famously very very either either pretty good or really bad i thought the first season was fucking weird the first season is incredibly weird uh, it looks like it's trying to be the original series way it, more than the show ever it looks like that again it hasn't fa- it hadn't found its voice yet by right. that point it had not um, grown the beard yeah <laughs> yeah uh yeah beardless riker on a planet where uh women rule and men are like little <laughs> shrimps in disco suits yeah um, and they make them wear like a toga or some yeah shit. yeah um <laughs> Yeah, and uh, what? <laughs> and of course, Riker, uh, dragon, pretty boy, Riker, all over the place. Where warrior women are like looking at him lustily or angrily. Yeah, Riker, uh, Riker famously ends up uh, uh, initiating diplomacy with the uh, the leader of these women with lots and lots of sex. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, very cause, strange. Because Riker had stopped being the new Kirk by that point. Yeah. Um, Am I to assume that this is what the Futurama episode? In which they go to that giant Amazon planet is based off of. Oh, that sounds uh, familiar. But I can't remember. I don't know. I'm sure. I'm sure the the you know brave spaceman on a planet of Amazon's thing has been done since the 50s. Yeah, but uh, well, the Amazon's thing, uh, of course, in itself is like uh, the stuff of like uh, Greek mythology. Right. So yeah. the um, like, guys writing stories about what a weird world where women are in charge <laughs> is like a really yeah. like right. Old thing to do. Meanwhile, it's probably not that bad. <laughs> no, sure, it's probably a lot better than what we got going on right now. Oh yeah, it's it's like it's like America could be different if, if America was run by women. It would be like we all collectively put down the liquor for right. like for like a month and got our shit together. Right, yeah. that could be America right now. So uh, so yeah, as a result of uh, going over budget on the um on the uh, introduction of the Borg. Yeah. Um they uh they ended up having to do a clip show for the season 2 finale because the, the the studio wouldn't give them money to do a proper one. So it's basically just Riker uh having been poisoned on an alien world uh and like lying in sickbay dying and going through a bunch of <laughs> memories of the previous two seasons that's <laughs> horrible it that's was a big oofer it was it was a it, definite low point in the series but then uh season three uh redeemed pretty much everything it started off some fantastic storylines uh including Worf's uh kind of um uh, Worf's past and yeah. and uh, uh dishonor and redemption kind of arc yeah um yeah, season three started a lot of good stuff. Season three, I, I don't believe, uh, had uh, too much Wesley in it either, which was kind of a plus. <laughs> <laughs> no one really liked Wesley. He had he has one or two really, really fantastic episodes that focus on him. Yeah. Uh, but by and large, they're not the rest. Of, the rest of the Wesley centric episodes aren't super great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's my understanding is the fans kind of hated Wesley from the beginning, right? He was like yeah. there to be like, hey, like, hey, kids, there's a kid on the ship. You should like Star Trek. Right. There's a kid here, too. just like you. Pretty much. Um, Will Wheaton, in retrospect, doesn't like the character either. But like, yeah. he, you know, he's kind of like it was a gig. Yeah, it was a, a good gig. one. Yeah. And the uh, yeah, he's kind of embraced the whole thing. And, you yeah. know, Will Wheaton as a person is really fun. And yeah, he seems like a, like a really nice and relatively normal dude. Mm. But then he's also like, if I'm just being honest, he's just got a little bit of that like uh, Hollywood douche douchebaggery about him. Just a just a touch, but like not that, too that much. also comes with being a being a geek as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. But uh, I don't know. yeah, yeah, the uh, oh the um, the original idea that that turned into the Borg, who ended up being uh, the much more interesting villains, uh, were these parasite bugs in season one that had. Uh, 
they would like they like possessed like some of the admiralty of Starfleet and like okay uh, it, it basically ended with a lot of phaser fire and a lot of violence and gore okay. which was really uncharacteristic for the for the show yeah. uh, as it went on um, but uh, but yeah basically there it ends with the implication that like they sent uh, a message they managed to get a message out of it back to their homeworld they never show up again oh, ever. Really? Yeah, um, they they ended up being scrapped and replaced. Uh, they they ended up uh, scrapping the idea and, and trying to do it again this time with the Borg, uh, um, not with the whole like starting a conspiracy in Starfleet. Uh, they actually uh, Q the omnipotent uh, Q shows up and and says, you know, I don't think humanity's ready to face what's out there, and so he <laughs> throws them into the Delta Quadrant where. Uh, oh, I, I think I remember that. Where actually. they encounter the Borg and and uh, yeah, maybe I don't. I don't know. Um, yeah, Star Trek's very hit or miss. With, and then, like, in the final season, also, there's some weird episodes. Yeah. Um, they they do, like, what would have been otherwise been a good analogy for um, uh, the plight of American Indians, except, like, the people on the planet are actual descendants of American Indians. Okay. And, and That's kinda Star, Starfleet wants their planet <laughs> for war stuff. <laughs> <laughs> really? So it's so rather than being like an analog to it, it's literally just <laughs> American Indians and Starfleet wants their planet. That's like, can Ooh. you? What it's you so saying? lazy. I, I only got part of that, and I'm already giving that the big oofer. Yeah, that's Ooh. that's uh that's like midway through season seven. Oh um, man, they were kind of they were kind of running dry by that point. Um, God. Just to think that the American Indians escaped to a different planet and then Starfleet came for their yeah, land. Well, I mean, like, <laughs> yeah. Take that, Indians. <laughs> you can run, but you can't hide. Just dominated an entire <laughs> race of people. <laughs> run to the hills. Starfleet comes in on robot horses, like, get the fuck out of my way. <laughs> Big hats. <laughs> Charging with playing a big flag. Cavalry's charging. Yeah, so naturally. That's so funny. It's horrible. That's a really funny visual. Naturally, Picard is the sympathetic ear of these people. I can't remember how the episode shakes out, but yeah, I just remember like looking at it and like, this is so lazy. This is the laziest way they could have possibly done this. Right, like use sci-fi to teach us something about the world that we live in, not like the world we live in teach us something about the world we live in because that's right. not what star trek is like right. don't we, you know use use a use an analogy yeah yeah and i have to say the original series uh analogies are always uh were always especially subtle but yeah you know <laughs> it's just the way it's just the way it goes sometimes i'll tell you an episode of something that disappointed me more than anything i was mm. one of those guys that hated the lost finale i really hated the lost i never finale. watched any of that i watched the first episode of that show <laughs> and i was like eh. mm. I just I didn't get into it. Yeah, Same with I, the wire, actually, who everybody wanted me to watch. Yeah. I want to watch the wire. I've never too. seen that. I've we never seen leave. it either. <laughs> Everyone says it is that good. It is great television, yeah. Um but the thing with Lost, and uh this is uh this was like sort of like the way that a lot of people enjoyed that show was they would watch it and then they would immediately go to the message boards that they like to go to and talk about theories about the show. Yeah. Right? So like Game of Thrones is really similar. Like yeah, right. every episode people were theorizing what was gonna happen next, right? Mm. Lost uh, had a very similar sort of uh, fan base and activity around it because they kept introducing mysteries all along the show. So, like, first they're 
crash, you know, in a plane on an island, and that's uh, how did we even survive? That's a great mystery, right? Right. But then it's like there's polar bears on this island. <laughs> Why are there polar bears on this island? And then there's oh, there's this mysterious hatch in the ground, and and we can't get into it. But it's it's weird, and occasionally it spews this white light out and then goes out again. <laughs> what the fuck is that thing? And then they eventually get into that thing, and what's in there is even like more of a like it just like more mysteries opened up the further they went. And they yeah. built out this really cool retro sci-fi kind of element to the island. And that's what everyone thought the show was going to be about. And that's what everyone thought the ending was going to be about. And then it started shifting in the middle of the show to being this sort of like like a very spiritual kind of thing. Like metaphysical. Yeah. And people's redemption arcs were like literally kind of like part of the show. Like everyone had to kind of redeem themselves kind of thing. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, wait, are they in hell? Where? What happened? What are they in? in the, and then they, they, they basically promised... Not to end the show that way. And then they ended the show that way. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they, they promised because that was like people's thing is like, just don't have them be like they were dead the whole time. From what you've described of the show to me in the past, it almost it sounds like they kind of wrote themselves into a corner they couldn't get out of. I think that's it. I think they just like they they had dispensed with all the really cool like sci-fi island stuff. And I think they just had to sort of embrace like. They had to embrace something different to carry the show. They also, like, like there was a whole season that was, like, impacted by the writer's strike, so a ton of the episodes weren't even written uh, by the writers of the show. Yeah. So like, that uh, I think it was, like, yeah. And, and, and everything on TV was shit during that time, if I remember correctly. Like, nothing nothing was good during then. If it was being written, it was not interesting. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. That's a, that's a thing that disappointed me, specifically because the producers and J.J. Abrams was among the guys. Right. right I remember that. Uh, and, he, and they said, we're not going to do that. And then they, they basically they fucking, did that. They did it. Yeah. It, yeah. Uh, the ending should have been um, it, it fades to uh, to uh, Gilligan sweating bullets and, and uh, <laughs> skimmers. Oh, I think my little buddy's dying of malaria. <laughs> that must be one hell of a fever dream he's having. <laughs> Is it, how did Gilligan's Island I don't know. Don't they get off the island? I don't know. You know uh, yeah, Gilligan's they do. They ended? do, and then they the end of Gilligan's Island is they get off the island and then crash back on the island at the end of the episode. <laughs> no, yeah, dude, seriously, that's <laughs> I'm not joking. Have you never seen it? No, that's amazing. The, they they find a way to repair the boat, get on the island, get off of the island. Yeah. Um. The uh the two rich people go on about being rich. They write a story. I think the actress goes back to being a famous actress. Yeah. Um, but it's like this big to do. And then somehow they all end up like, I can't remember what happens, but they get on this boat. <laughs> they get together as, again. Uh, yeah. A on a boat. Hour tour. As, like, I don't remember why, but they get back on the ship. For a three hour tour. <laughs> yeah, and then they crash again. They, they get up on the same island, uh, which is really funny. That is really funny <laughs> for comedy. I mean, that's perfect. It's brilliant. Yeah. It's, it couldn't get better. Oh, that um, reminds me of a show I can't remember what it was called. It's a British sitcom that uh, one of my coworkers told me about, which is like this this throughout the whole show, this guy's like a gag is by this time next year, we're going to be millionaires, right? Mm -hmm. And he's always telling his friend that. And then they end the show where he actually finally becomes a millionaire, uh, which is just because it's, like, it's funny because like the whole way along this, it's like you never think that would ever happen. This yeah. Like constantly fucking up. <laughs> So can we talk about the flip side? Like what you think your favorite episode of TV of a specific show was? Mm. Favorite episode? Well, I I can tell you my favorite, uh, my favorite mystery science theater episode. <laughs> okay. Uh, 
Well, actually, shit, maybe I can't. Um, the one that I the one that I always consistently go back to and hold up as as probably one of the one of the best examples of the show is Space Mutiny. Uh-huh. Uh, Space Mutiny, which was originally originally made in South Africa and features a, a gigantic uh, a hunk of flesh named uh uh, his character's name is David Ryder, but they they constantly refer to him as you know slab bulkhead and bulk Vanderhuge, <laughs> gristle McThorn body. Uh, they come up with some like twenty plus names for him over the course of the film, yeah. and they're all hilarious. Did you already say big McLarge huge? Big McLarge huge. huge. <laughs> Buff drink lots. <laughs> Isn't that's there good. also a Santa Claus looking dude? Yeah, he's the captain. That's actually um, that's uh, David Cameron. Oh, yeah. A Tums Festival. Yeah. <laughs> the Tums Festival guy. Yeah, that's, th- the that's famous that's D-list actor David Cameron. That's David Cameron with a beard. Yeah. I can't remember the, what the t- Tums Festival thing was. That was, that was uh, one of his bad B-movies. It, it's, it, it's basically this guy who was a D-list actor in all these yeah. really bad straight-to-VHS movies who was constantly the best actor in all of those movies. Yeah, it was on Best of the Worst. <laughs> yeah, point. several times. Okay. He's been on, he's been um, on uh, several episodes of Best of the Worst because he was amazing. in everything. Yeah, uh, yeah. There's him. There's the uh, the bad guy. Is the is the dude? Uh, his name is Calgon <laughs> with the That's uh, right. <laughs> with the slicked back hair. Yeah, and it always looks like he's trying to pop his skull out of his Calgon. Face. Ancient Chinese secret, huh? <laughs> <laughs> they made the gag at one point. Calgon blow me away. Yeah, he shoots a guy with a laser gun. <laughs> really early on in the movie, too. That's a solid joke. <laughs> they keep referring to the engineering section as the basement because it just looks like some someone's you know. <laughs> There's fucking girders and rafters everywhere. It just looks like a gigantic basement. That's funny. Yeah, that movie is objectively bad. Also, like, I feel like if I remember correctly, everyone's basically, like, driving around in, like, the kind of little, like, Electric yeah. cars you drive in a factory, yeah. You know those little like, uh, yeah. They're just they're just little they're just little scooters <laughs> that they they put like so, like some plating on and like a windscreen. They yeah. have these dorky little helmets that they put on. It, it, it didn't look anything the like the future. It should the, the most futuristic looking thing about it was everyone's costuming, which didn't make sense. Yeah. And then, uh, the, and then yeah. the daughter, right, or the whatever the Santa's daughter, yeah, whatever, who's like basically <laughs> as old as he is, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'd like you to meet chin. my daughter Leah. We're the same age. <laughs> <laughs> We're about the same age. Ah, <laughs> uh, what a great show! There's, yeah. uh, there's, that was such a good show. Yep, consistently good. Really good comedy. Yeah. Oh. Girl in Gold Boots is also a favorite of mine. That was a good one. <laughs> a lot of, lot of great lines in that one. A lot of, like, if just... you're the town drunk of L.A., you've got problems. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the town drunk of L.A. That's a horrible thought. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think of anything that really blew me away. Um, um, I can think of... Uh, other than Calgon. Other than yeah, Calgon. Right. Uh, I can think of... Um, Three off the top of my head that I think are maybe some of my favorite episodes of television ever. Um, Number one is the episode in season three called Half Measures of Breaking Uh, Bad. Breaking Bad, yeah. Yeah. Yes. uh, Featuring one one of the best monologues ever, uh, you know, written for television. This is Mike, right? By Mike Ehrman Trout. Also featuring one of the greatest 
endings to any episode of television ever. Mm-hmm. One, Breaking Bad was great for a lot of those, like, clutch your head and go, what the fuck kind of moments. Yeah. Is that the scene with the car? The yeah. With the Aztec. Yeah. Run. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ends, with, yes. ends with the line, run. Unbelievable. That came out of nowhere. Yeah. Well, one of the one of the best, one of the greatest mind fucks of of television ever. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> the the other one I'm thinking of is an episode of The Sopranos called White Caps, which is the season four finale, um, and it features uh, maybe some of the best acting ever committed to television. Period. Period. Ever. Period. Ever. <laughs> uh, you're basically watching without spoiling too much. You're basically watching Tony and Carmela's marriage fall apart, mm-hmm. um, and they have one of the most realistic. Um, tear-inducing marital arguments yeah. that you'll ever see. These mm-hmm. they, they basically turn these two actors loose on each other, yeah. and let them argue as though they were uh, like actually ending their marriage. And it's can we talk about their on-screen chemistry? They were fucking fuck. incredible. So together. good, yeah, so good. I gotta watch this show at some point. You do. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want, even just that, like, then there's lots of Tony and Carmela fights. I know we've watched that video together. The, mm-hmm. the fight you're talking about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's just so raw. And like, I mean, I, I, I the, they both won for uh, uh, awards for that. And yeah. the, the episode won like for best direction, I think. Yeah. Uh, but they, you know, they both uh, were just impeccable. You're watching, you're watching a marriage fall apart on screen yeah. and they just acted it so well that it's, it's hard not to have your gut wrenched for both of them, really. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then the the third one that I can think of is a, a perfect example of, of it may be the only truly excellent, perfect example of how you end a television series. Ah, uh, okay. Is this the series finale of Six Feet Under. Okay. The mm-hmm. last three episodes of Six Feet Under are uh, some of the greatest TV episodes ever made. Uh, and they're very rough to get through. That whole show is very hard to get through because you're going to need a box of tissues for every episode. The last mm-hmm. three, maybe in particular, are the ones that are the hardest. Because if and I, I can't, I'm sorry, I can't spoil that for yeah. you. No, yeah, um, you, yeah, you've told me many times I need to finish watching the show. Yeah, uh, that's a tough one. Uh, but the, the it, you can if you watch the last ten minutes of Six Feet Under, you know everything you need to know about the show, and. Y- y- it, the whole the last ten minutes could be done as a, a, a short film mm-hmm. and still work. Yeah, uh, and it, it's just it's executed so perfectly, and it's maybe the only example of what I would call perfect execution of how you end something. Wow, nobody ever complained about that ending. <laughs> <laughs> like we're, we're right off the end of Game of Thrones. There yeah. is nobody on the planet who would ever complain about the way that Six Feet Under ended. <laughs> yeah. It is so perfect. Yeah, and so in line with everything that they've done through the whole show. And so tear jerking and heart wrenching that you have to just stand up and applaud it at the end. It's just perfect. I think it seems to me, and correct me if I'm wrong, but if I understand enough about the show to say this, it seems like on some level it never really abandoned its stock and trade. And it has like a format. Like it's a family yeah. running a business, there's a familiar place that they all are yes. often. There's like a familiar, like, uh, the challenges of running the business and all that and the familiar family, uh, family drama and all that. Right. Correct. Um, so where other shows go in all these different directions and, you know, like new friendships and new enemies and like, you know, new locations and moving around and all that. It seems like that show didn't have to work too hard to like reclaim itself or something. No. And fans wouldn't probably expect 
something radically different from what they'd been doing all along, yeah. I guess. It's a show about death and loss. Yeah. So, I mean, it, which is arguably the easiest and the hardest thing in the world to write about. Because yeah. you, you, yeah. you have it's to universal, be universal, but it's so the, it's so easy because you get to be authentic and it's so hard because you have to be authentic. Yeah, and right. how do you do that? And the, the show does a very great job. Yeah. The, the best thing about that show is that every show starts with a death mm-hmm. because it's a funeral home. Um, and uh, <laughs> like I said, I can't ruin anything for you, but the last three episodes are just, I mean, they're just hard to watch. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's very difficult television to get through. Cause you just want to cry through. I'm getting choked up just thinking about yeah, so many like great scenes in that final episode. It's worth, it's worth a watch. It's yeah. Worth a watch. How many seasons are there that again? Five. Yeah. All the way tough. through. Hard to yeah. get through. I'll, I'll, I'll and then, even then that show's not without its imperfections. There's parts of the show where they skip through big chunks of time because they have to for narrative purposes. Yeah. If you can get past that, it's worth the watch. Yeah, no, no show is perfect. Um, uh, can, no. I, can I say one of my favorite shows? And it didn't make my list, but it really should have. The Space Ghost Coast to Coast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there isn't a okay, bad I, episode I, of Space I Ghost. I take it back. One show is perfect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there isn't a bad episode of that show. No. Um, every, I mean, like, the so thing it, is, it relied on its ability to continuously reinvent itself and create, like, weird scenarios that didn't make sense. Stream of consciousness. Uh, right, yeah, just riding out whatever they thought was funny. Comedy that day. about a seat of your pants yeah. type of. Uh, I love Space Ghost. Yeah. Old Adult Swim was great. For, it was. I mean, just, you know, uh, home movies and Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Home the, movies is great. The Home movies is really good. And really, the, it had a good finale, too. Yeah, it did, uh, for actually. For a cartoon show. It, it, it was really uh, good. It did the closest thing that it could do to, like, uh, uh, setting up, like, uh, what might be a happy after yeah. existence for all of its characters. Right. Um, in, like, a sort of unpredictable way. Yeah. But it was really sweet. But it worked. Yeah. Um, everyone was good on that show. Um, I don't know. I guess that, that classic adult swim thing. Like, like, how old were we when that started happening? Ten. I was ten. Yeah, it must yeah. Have been, nine, been a little nine, older nine, than ten. that. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, like, that would have been that would have been around middle school because I remember that was the, that was the first time I had ever seen. Uh, uh, actually, it was the very first. It was the premiere of C Lab Twenty Twenty One. Yeah. Oh my oh. god. Where uh, C Lab was just exploding all over the place. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I thought C-Lab the premiere was funny. I thought the premiere was the happy cake of an episode. Uh, no, I think I think it was the one with the explosions. Um, <laughs> it's just exploding we'll have all the details them. plus Chopper Dave. <laughs> oh! oh, there was an episode of this show. Do you remember? You probably don't. This is a weird one. It was the, the uh oh episode. Yeah, do you oh, remember yeah. that? Do you remember? Oh also? my god! So the idea was like, like, like they would like someone's outside of like uh, Debbie's room or Quinn's room or someone's room, and like something is supposed to be happening in there. Oh yeah, it's Quinn's room, and Debbie's pissed off because there's some other girl in there or whatever. Yeah, and then Marco will go, uh oh, and then it'll pan off to the left. Someone else is going, uh oh, and then it's like a guy surfing or something going, yeah. whoa, and then like Chopper Dave right in going, uh oh, and they would continue that chain, yeah, for. Way too long, <laughs> right? <laughs> For like two solid minutes, and then they come back to the to the. Oh, that's right. Because okay, so Marco said he was in there with a hooker, and she says she gets real pissed off, and then comes back and no, 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 he's watching TJ Hooker on the television <laughs> with a prostitute. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh my god. <laughs> That was maybe the single weirdest episode of television. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh-oh. <laughs> it's like someone spray painting uh-oh on the wall going, uh-oh. 
That's funny. It's a really dumb gag. Uh, <laughs> yeah, classic adult swim. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think anyone was ever more inventive with like comedy than those. Oh, those yeah. W- those <laughs> stoned, <laughs> very high, <laughs> really high. Yeah. Some of my favorite lines are Coach McGurk lines, I think. Just, oh, yeah. This is the dumbest. I, I don't know. Everybody wake up. <laughs> Who peed my canteen? <laughs> <laughs> Yes. How do you know it was pee? Because it, <laughs> I'm uh, it it's, before, it's, pee, it's pee. It's pee. Come on. But how did you identify it so quickly? It's because I've, I've tasted it before. It's not important. Everything tastes like pee now. Everything, I can't. Everything tastes like pee now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's funny. I think that's the first uh, uh, voice acting gig that John Benjamin got that I knew about. Hilarious. Um, <laughs> of course, he'd already been around. They already did Wet Hot American Summer was before that, right? Right. right. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And then now, of course, Bob's Burgers, Archer. Yeah. Right. <laughs> John Arby's Benjamin commercials. Is, yeah, right. He's now the voice of basically everyone funny. Yeah. John Benjamin plays John Benjamin and everything. <laughs> this is really funny. Petty records, Lana. This is making me really want to go back and through and watch some of these classic Adult Swim shows. I, I know, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, what are we looking at? We're, uh, yeah, yeah we're, com- we're coming up on time, it's I think. about that time. This yeah. is a great topic. Yeah, I love TV. I we, can never, never get tired of talking about TV. We can seriously do this for a lot longer than this. Yeah, right. Uh, oh, I yeah. Mean, I mean, this, we, this may be something we can, we can revisit at some point. Um, I'll, I'll do my damnedest to, uh, to keep Morty. watching Morty, Morty, to keep watching um, West Wing. How far are you? If uh, uh, I, I I think I only watched like one episode the last time. It was um, it was the one where they were five votes short on on that bill, and yeah. they they needed the other uh, five Democratic senators. You're way to, early, yeah, yeah. It's, I'm yeah, I'm only like four episodes. You're in. coming up to an uh, Excelsis Deo, which is one of the episodes I recommended, mm. uh, and then uh, somewhere towards the end of season two, there's an episode called Two Cathedrals that's really good. Cool. Oh, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um yeah, I uh yeah, I'm I'm digging it so far now that I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of getting it. I'm kind of getting into it. Yeah. There's um, a, the thing is with that show is there's a point when you uh, when Aaron Sorkin, Aaron Sorkin left at the end of season 4 for reasons because he got I think he got busted for mushrooms. <laughs> and, and like the network made him oh, leave. You got a you got a bug on your shoulder. Ooh. Oh a, shit! What is it? It's a stink bug. It's a yeah. It's a little stink bug. Don't flick it towards <laughs> me, you dick. I was just trying to hit you. Right? <laughs> you know, the fuck. I don't think these are actually stink bugs. They say that they're not actually. They just look like stink bugs. Uh, it's wow. it, yeah. It's pretty small for a stink bug. Huh. Sorry. Yeah, assuming it is one <laughs> of those. Another... <laughs> Way to go with that. Um, no. Christ. So there's a there's a point where Aaron Sorkin left, um, and you can you can tell the difference after he left, and the show. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want to say it suffers for it because it doesn't. It's still mm. good. It just it's it it's such it, a specific voice. Yeah, it feels like the, and the voice stays. They do a very good job of keeping the voice the same, but it, it feels kind of like a spinoff show after that because they split the storylines into a couple different pieces. Oh, because yeah. there's at one point, and again, this doesn't really ruin anything, but at one point, like you're coming to the point where like the Bartlett administration is going to have to end because he's the president and the president's limited. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. So they go to a point where they split towards the election cycle. Uh-huh. Uh, so they, and they have to go through different storylines for there. So there's a point yeah. where like the storyline kind of, you know, veers off into several different paths and the show isn't lesser for it, but it, it does feel a little different. So just be prepared for that. Okay. Yeah. You know, right at the end of that. Yeah. Bartlett for president. 
Yeah. Yeah, I want Jen Bartlett to be my president. <laughs> right? Yeah. How about, how about just Martin Sheen for president? Yeah, right. Yeah. Let's just elect Martin Sheen. He's eligible. Yeah, America's he's the right age. Goddamn sweetheart. <laughs> Martin Sheen. <laughs> America's bright eyed, rosy cheeked sweetheart, Martin Sheen. America's former alcoholic. <laughs> Redeemed sweetheart. America's cute, cheery little dollop of joy that brought us Charlie Sheen. Martin Sheen. <laughs> and Emilio Estevez. Don't forget Emilio that. Emilio Estevez. Estevez. The, uh, the good Sheen. <laughs> the good Sheen. <laughs> New on USA. The good Sheen. <laughs> uh, yeah. and, and a Native American elder is talking to his son inside of... Each one of us are two sheens, a good sheen and a bad sheen. Which one wins? Which, whichever one you don't give cocaine to. Right. Can I tell you guys one more quick thing about TV before we break here? Real quick. Yeah. I watched the new episode of Chernobyl last night. Yeah. Uh-huh. It had one of my favorite jokes in it. It's a joke. A guy's actually telling a joke. They're like working in a coal mine and he's sitting around talking to the guys and uh, I'm trying to remember exactly how he says it, but like he says, what is big and loud and noisy and drinks 20 liters of fuel an hour and blows smoke and cuts apples in three pieces? What? And there's a pause. A Soviet machine designed to cut apples into four pieces. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually really good. So fucking, I, I laughed out loud because he tells it like that. He screams the ending. Uh, That's really funny. Actually. I'll never get it out of my head. Exactly. I mean, I can't remember exactly how he said it, but the, but the, the joke is just great uh, for what it is. I'm so. going to watch that. Yeah, I recommend it. It's only getting more dramatic. It's really very good. (laughs) That's great. Uh, All right. Excellent topic. Excellent topic. Thank you. This is another one that we will table for now and revisit later. Oh, Oh, yeah. Of the many that we have not revisited. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) History is going to have a part three at some point. I I can feel it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Movies will see a part two. (laughs) Maybe when the election cycle rolls around, we'll do an electorate part two. We can bring back Tim the Jobs Man. Yeah. <laughs> I just want Tim the Jobs Man to be my president. I do, too. But if only he, he can't stump, though, because he has no pants. He's not allowed to go into public and speak because he doesn't have pants on. Right? <laughs> so his campaign's going to be in a lot of trouble because he can't go out there without Dude, pants. Dude, where's my pants? <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Well, <laughs> stick around. We'll be back with recommendations and what we've learned. All right. You have... Six new messages. First message. Hi, this is uh, Pat with Roger Sick Bastard Industries. We wanted to thank you for your previous business uh, with purchasing the scrotum in. Uh, we here at Roger Sick Bastard Industries wanted to extend an invite for you to try out our new product, the Wonderlux. The Wonderlux is unlike any thingamabob on the market. Easy to assemble and only requires five drops of water to get activated. It can operate for up to three hours on its own, even in the event of total media blackout and apocalypse. Made from the fibers of ancient burial garments unearthed from real Egyptian tombs. Buy the Wonderlux from Roger Sick Bastard Industries today. Second message. 
Hello there, this is Tom from Roger Sick Bastard Industries. Due to your business in the past, we'd like to extend to you the special one-time offer as our valued return customer. As seen on TV and in flyers in your mailbox and on flyers nailed to the tree in your front lawn, the all-new Roger Sick Bastard Wonderlux. Now for only 19 easy installments of $129.95. Since its previous beta iteration, its absorbent capacities have more than doubled. Run silent so your children and pets will sleep soundly at night, when you need it the most. Now with the authentic flavor of heirloom tomatoes. We're sorry we didn't catch you, but please contact us at your local Roger Sick Bastard outlet. Third message. Hey, uh, this is uh, Phil over at Roger Schick Batching Industries. Uh, just uh, looking at my records here, it seems that we called you a few times this week uh, about the new Wonder Lux, which is truly Wonder and Lux, I assure you. Previous customers have complained uh, that the previous version of the Wonder Lux was reanimating the dead cells of their past pets, and we can uh, confirm this no longer happens with the present model. That we know of. Uh, we're rolling out some new beta features we'd really like you to test, including uh, that it can bring to you a pound of bacon and uh, three fresh-rolled kishkas uh, within five minutes. If this doesn't meet your needs, please do remember we do sell the Wonderlux for her. You'll be happy to know this new release no longer induces nightmares in people within 50-foot radius. So, uh, yeah, if you uh, just uh, want to run out and uh, jump into the, the nearest crater in the earth near you and uh, arrive at your local Roger Sick Bastard outlet, we'd be glad to speak to you about the latest iteration of the Wonderlux. Just give me a call back uh, anytime I'm watching my name over at Roger Sick Bastard. Thanks. Fourth message. Hey, uh, this is, uh, this is Pat again over at uh, Roger Sick Bastard Industries. Uh... Never got a phone call from you. Still, uh, still waiting for you to get that phone call. I'd just like to remind you that the the Wanderlux can grow fresh strawberries in under five minutes, and uh, it will coat your house in a fresh coat of paint. Um, think your wife might like that, so you might want to get back to us. I know you like that scrotum in a lot. Uh, I'm just saying, uh, you know, my name's Pat, and I really need a win right now. So can you please give me a give me a fucking call back? All right. Thanks. Roger Sick Bastard. Fifth message. Uh, hi there. This is Tom over at Roger Sick Bastard Industries. Uh, haven't gotten a phone call from you, mate. Uh, what, do you think I, I, I get results by sitting here on my fucking ass and calling dipshits like you pick up our fucking Wonderlux? Listen, I, I get paid by results, you daft bastard. This Wonderlux is the greatest yet. You can control it with an app on your phone. You have phones, don't you? It's got 18 extra widgets on its eastern surface alone. 18! I left this bloody thing alone in my home once. It sold Fermat's last theorem. It's a fucking miracle, mate. A miracle of modern steam and wood engineering. You can fold it into the size of a standard pack of cigarettes. How do you not want it? Give me a fucking call when you get this, you prick. I know you're there. <laughs> Roll to sick bastard. This is Tom. Sixth message. Hey there, this is Greg over at uh, Roger Sick Bastard. Now, look, you're at 230 uh, Linden, right? 
Yeah, I think so, because I'm looking at your fucking house from my car right now. I assume that's your beautiful wife I'm seeing in the front picture window. She looks lovely, and your kids look like they're having a great afternoon. So, uh, I'm outside your house. Right now. Looking at your family. Why didn't you call me back last week? Yeah, I'm just going to go ahead and assume you didn't open the package I sent you last week with the boar's head inside of it. You think I just send boar's heads around for no fucking reason? Yeah, anyway, I just want to let you know I have a half gallon of gasoline and five rolls of duct tape, so call me back. Thanks. Hello and welcome back to the three dude cast. <laughs> yeah. Oh, about uh, about that time. <laughs> I mean, like, right? I mean, uh, is it hot here? Because. <laughs> 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 That's Heike Moses. All right. Wow, we gave that a lot of time. <laughs> that stupid joke. Just All right. That breathe. Now. <sighs> yep. Hope you guys like that sketch. We, we worked really hard on it. Yeah. <laughs> hard on. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, <laughs> so uh, it's time now uh, to talk about uh, shit that we like and uh, tell other people to go out and enjoy it too. Yeah. Right. What do you call those? Uh, it's a uh, it's, uh, it's check this shit out. Suggestions. It's a, uh, likey Sherry. <laughs> we're gonna play a little. Bit. We're gonna pl- we're gonna play a little bit of Likey Sherry. Like, oh like- wow! <laughs> oh no! <laughs> okay. Yeah, like uh, so, Likey Sherry. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, uh, Chris, what is your Likey Sherry? Uh, <clears throat> uh, in the spirit of recommending uh, television, we, yeah. we talked about TV this episode. I'd like to recommend a TV show that. I haven't recommended. Uh, I, you know what? Maybe I did recommend it a long time ago, but I don't remember. So I'm gonna recommend it again. Yeah, it was a show that was on AMC a couple years back. Um, when AMC uh, had kind of like their huge hits, they were coming riding the wave of uh, Breaking Bad and The mm-hmm. Walking Dead. Um, there was a show that they produced called uh, Turn. Uh, Ooh, later I wanted I wanted to see that and I yeah. never did. Later stylized as Turn Washington Spies, which is a true story about the uh, the first America's first spy ring, hmm. um, and it basically all the the sleazy backwoods shit that happened that uh, helped uh, the Americans win the Revolutionary War. Yeah. Um, so it, it was on for four seasons on AMC. Uh, and it's 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 just it's really good TV. It's uh, it's written well. It did not get a lot of attention until its later seasons. Okay, uh, which kind of like followed the AMC trend because nobody <clears throat> like the first season was only advertised a little. Uh, second season only advertised a little bit. Third and fourth seasons they put their effort into getting people to watch it, and then people did. Um, okay, so it basically follows uh, a guy by the name of Abe Woodhall. Um, who eventually became the first spy for General George Washington huh. um, mm. uh, in a in a redcoat occupied town? Um, uh, and it, the guy the guy's dad was basically judge of the town, like the head judge in the town, and in very close with redcoats. So he got to uh, basically feed secrets to uh, the rebels, quote unquote, the the rebels. Uh, and uh, it's basically this this uh, true. 
the depiction of what it took, uh, you know, underground uh, for the Americans to win the Revolutionary War. That's sweet. Um, really well acted. Um, you know, it's. It, I wouldn't put How it long on. Was it on? I mean, because four I, seasons. Okay, because I didn't ever hear about this show. Exactly. Yeah, it was one of those things that they didn't really put the full advertising into until like, like I said, like third and fourth season. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I got to give shout outs to my my beautiful fiance for this because I was like super. I believe it's uh, it's it's shouts out. Oh, please. yeah, shouts out. Yeah, yeah. to my financier, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Roger Sickbass. Roger Sickbass. No, my my uh, my wife. Um, my my wife was the one who suggested that uh, we watch the show, and I was like, ah, okay, whatever. Mm. But like, it, it, there's there's a couple key moments of really good writing that I was like, okay, I'm into this. Nice, uh, and it'll hook you. you. You really like the characters. It another another good example of a show that ended well. Um, you know, mm. it, it was really well written, really, really, really well acted, uh, and and the story's good, and it's true, so wow. it, it's worth a watch. Uh, full of all that historical stuff. Obviously, they take some liberties because you have to in modern American yeah. television. Yeah, right. Um, but if you can get past some of that stuff, it's a really, really good you know TV drama to kind of mm-hmm. get you through it. Uh, it's it, uh, they do a good job of like holding your attention. From episode to episode, there's a lot of little twists and turns and a lot of stuff that happens that kind of, uh, you know, ooh, like I got to keep watching, like little cliffhangers that they throw at you. So, right. Uh, and from season to season, it's very good. The characters develop really well, and somehow they manage to get better at acting. Um, they're already good <laughs> actors in the first season, and then they manage to get better as the show goes on. So yeah, uh, it'll make you care about characters you didn't think you were going to care about. Uh, and it will actually come to a pretty good conclusive ending. Worth a watch. Turn Washington Spies. I think it's still on Netflix. Sweet. Worth a shot. Boy, I hope America wins. Yeah, hashtag me too. <laughs> Otherwise, we wouldn't have Trump as president. That yeah. Would, that's a horrible future. Imagine an alternate timeline where our country isn't run by a baboon with a with a mop. <laughs> mop, mop head. I just pictured a baboon like doing the Carol the Carol Burnett like animation of her like sweeping up. <laughs> it's just like a baboon with a bad blonde wig. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I, mean, I didn't mean a mop on his head, but I just stopped it. Mop. Why did I just? I know, just a baboon no, we, with we, a mop. You know what you meant. <laughs> I know what you meant. It's just funny to me the picture. Like, well, you know that old like baboon <laughs> janitor. You know that old stereotype about Trump that he's always mopping everywhere he goes. <laughs> you know, it's like uh, it's the thing everyone knows about him. He can't go anywhere without mopping. It's like dragging a mop around yeah. in a bucket. He's All right, like, what's on the agenda for today? <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> he mops carpet even. He just like, he loves mopping. <laughs> Mr. President, I think the Oval Office is clean sufficiently. You don't need to. No. I still see Wrong. a spot there. Wrong. Wrong. There's a drop of mustard by my desk. Mr. President, this portrait, this portrait of Abraham Lincoln has a spot on it. <laughs> Mr. President, that's a mole. <laughs> Mr. President, that's an oil painting, please. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mr. Mr. President, yeah. please. The entire West Wing smells like mildew. <laughs> I'll tell you when it smells like mildew. No, I know what mildew smells like. <laughs> I know all the best funguses. <laughs> <laughs> I don't give a fuck what you say. I don't give a shit. I don't give a fuck. I don't fucking care. America this rules. This rules. 420. 420. <laughs> Plays it. <laughs> Oh, sorry. That was a huge waste of time. <laughs> anyway, uh, Dave, uh, your recommendation. So I, um, I was going to 
recommend uh, Chernobyl, but I, we already kind of talked about it, so I want to keep yeah. it, leave that there. Um, I think he recommended it last episode. Actually. I don't think it could have because it hadn't come out until like no, you, two weeks you ago. You definitely recommended it last episode when Dan was here. Mm, oh wait, when was that? That was last week. Was it last week? Yeah, we didn't. We we oh, weren't uh, we weren't going to roll this week. And okay. Last week, uh, yeah, the dog issue came yeah, up. And okay. the, uh, you one hundred percent recommended okay. this on this. Okay, podcast. good. Uh, well, then I'm glad I have a backup. Which is, I <laughs> recently uh, decided to subscribe to the New York Times. Oh, uh, right. you can subscribe just digitally, which I did because I don't really see the point in paying as much as I would have to pay to get a paper copy of the Times. Right. Um, but I mm. I did this for a couple of reasons. Number one is if you if you read like from your Google reader feed or whatever, uh, the kind of stories that it tries to throw at you, the New York Times comes up an awful lot, as it should. It's yeah, like right. widely read. It's yeah. widely linked. You know, my favorite paper. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I. I'm constantly landing on the New York Times and then getting, okay, you've read your three free articles this I month. I hate that. I hate it, too. And the thing is, my instinct is always to spite them and read something somewhere else. Yeah, but they're trying to make money. Yeah, <laughs> I, and, I, I, and they're yeah. also, like, the fucking New York Times. Like, they're, they're an institution, and if, if you, I mean, if you... Please, the failing New York Times. <laughs> the failing New York Times. It's just like the advertisement model doesn't give us good news or better news. Right. It just doesn't work. Um... So I decided I was going to bite the bullet. Turns out it's way cheaper than I thought uh, for the introductory period, at least. Mm -hmm. I mean, the regular price, I believe, is more like 10 or even 15 a month for the digital edition. But right now they're running it for like five bucks a oh, month. Hey. For, and that's, that's a locked in price for a year. Oh, that's okay. pretty good. Yeah. Okay. So you get the New York Times crossword, too, which is. You, you have know. to get the uh, step up to get yeah, the crossword. God. Damn it! It's like I know, just a little bit more expensive. Um, <laughs> but that said, it's like this is a thing I kind of think I should just be doing anyway. Like we kind of know that uh, that the news didn't get better when we stopped paying for news. I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, and if I'm gonna, you know, if I'm gonna support something, I, I really like the Times. I really like their podcast. I really like their take. Yeah. I think they're just a, a really good, competent, thorough news organization. Barely left of center. Yeah, and they and you know, in fairness, they are left of center a bit. I think. Yeah. Uh, in, in they're in New York, which kind of shapes a lot of that too. Right. But it's like I think also papers tend to be historically a little bit more conservative than the cities that they're in because right. they're you know owned and financed by conservative voices. Yeah. Right. You know. Mm. But I really, really believe in the Times, so I subscribed. I recommend you subscribe to the New York Times. It's not that expensive. The New York Times. The the New York Times. <laughs> I, recommend, I recommend you read The Failing New York Times <laughs> Wait, did I just say that out loud? <laughs> What's happening? What's happening? Somebody give me my bob <laughs> <laughs> I don't like this Give me my bob, I don't like this yes. Lucille, who has Lucille? This <laughs> just turned into Bill Murray's character in Caddyshack <laughs> Trump slowly becomes in that big, guy? big hitter, the llama, the big, biggest hitter. The, the biggest hitter. <laughs> he was tremendous. <laughs> he looked at me and he said, Gugga, Gugga, Gugga. And I said, We're going to make the Mexicans pay for it. <laughs> for, the, for the golf ball that he hit into the crevasse. <laughs> Yeah. I don't know what the difference is between a crevice and a crevasse. I think a crevasse is <clears throat> exclusively in ice. I think a crevasse is exclusively geological. 
Oh, that and could the, be. And then a crevice is could just be like, like in any It could be your object. butt crack. Yeah. It could be. Sure. Like, and then yeah. a cravat is like a, like a neckerchief. <laughs> and then a croissant right. is like a fluffy pastry for breakfast. <laughs> yeah, and then CrossFit is is something that confuses and angers me. <laughs> and then a chrysanthemum is a kind of flower. But, uh, I don't really know what they look like. And then like. Christ was a savior. <laughs> yeah. And then Krispy Kreme is a donut purveyor. <laughs> and they're in most places. <laughs> so... Jesus Christ. <laughs> and then Crayola, of course, is a crayon. Yeah. Yeah. In case yeah. you didn't yeah. get that memo. Yeah, right. Anyway. Exactly. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Um, so my. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Guys. I'm sorry. I, um, <laughs> I like that one. I, I honestly, I, I, I'm having a bit of a hard time coming up with a good recommendation because, like, I was going to recommend Mordhau. But yeah. but uh, you haven't played it yet, have you? Or have you played it? I've been playing a lot of it. Oh, OK. Uh, the the thing is, though, like, I don't know. I, I, I can't I can't like wholeheartedly recommend it because it's so irritating sometimes <laughs> to like, you know, because because some of these servers, you know, support up to 64 players. Oof. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, swinging a big ass sword around with, you know, teammates everywhere. There's just, you know, there's accidental team killing all over the sure. place. So it can be a little frustrating unless you treat it like the chaos that it is. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also there's also a cooperative survival mode that has no friendly fire. So that's pretty nice. Yeah. You can you can run around and kick people however much you want. Um, yeah, honestly, honestly, I'd recommend it. But y- y- with the condition that you can't take it too seriously. OK, it's it's fun to just go into and, and unlock new gear and, and uh, you know, just just have a, a grand old time running around chopping dudes heads off. Um, <laughs> it's not it's not any kind of um, it's got a battle royale format if you're into that. Yeah, um, it's got uh, plain old team deathmatch. Uh, and then its main mode is, is frontline, which works just like a, you know, like a battlefield style. Uh, yeah. Conquest with multiple control points type type of deal. Yeah, I like um, that. There's horses. Uh, I I tend to avoid the horses because I'm I'm terrible at horse combat. I've got my horses in my ass. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, stupid song. It's Joji, right? Yeah, that song. Wait, yeah, what no, that's that? that stupid little Nas song. You haven't heard oh, that? No. I'm gonna ride my horse to the old town road. I'm gonna ride till I can no more. I've got my yeah. horses in my ass. Wait, is that the one? But, with, it's got Billy Ray Cyrus. On yeah, it. deep yeah. inside my ass, bouncing on my horse's dick. And, you know, <laughs> that's all. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. Um, I do. <laughs> oh my god. I do though. I do. I I recommend Mordhau uh, again with the qualifier that. You you cannot play it, you know, and take it too seriously. There's no ranking system. There's no like everything you unlock is, you know, is is either, uh, you know, better versions of the weapons that you start with or it's purely cosmetic. Yeah. Um, the customization is is actually really nice. One of the things that differentiates it from chivalry is there's no like class system. You can make your character kind of. How you you want. Know, yeah, be and do whatever you want. There's like a point system for like, you know, what kinds of weapons and skills and shit you can equip. Um, and when you run out of points, you can't equip anymore. So like old sandbox chivalry kind of. Yeah, okay. it's it's one of those it's one of those old PC. It's one of those old style PC games that doesn't. Uh, there's no there's no like uh, account to sign up for. There's no. 
there's no, you know, uh, uh, gimmicky uh, store features, no ranked mode. It's just you, you jump into a server and you swing a sword around and it's it's just it's good old dumb mindless fun. Yeah, cool. Yeah, if you can accept the model where you run in and die half the time, and that's not a problem, it's a lot of fun to play games like that. It's I a found. it's a hell of a lot better than uh, than playing a battle royale. I found. I know I, I recommended Apex Legends on the show before, and it's still a good game. I just I battle royales just I guess aren't my thing. You know, I don't like the amount the the heavy amount of investment that goes into like. Like you're trying to be the last person, obviously. And so that yeah. means that like every passing death is like the more anxiety inducing. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> you know? And I and I get why it's fun. I, sure. um, I had a lot. I've been having a lot of fun with Apex Legends whenever I hop on. Uh, but I, I've I just lately I've just been vastly preferring Mordhau and, and uh, you know, just uh, <laughs> just dicking around for for hours <laughs> on end and not, you know, not caring whether I die or not. Yeah. Because uh, you don't, you know, you don't lose anything when you lose. You don't, you don't lose time. In fact, you gain experience and, and gold to buy new shit. So it's like, yeah, you know, there's no, there's really no way to lose yeah, when I you play you. Mordhau. Yeah. But I yeah. You. I would play that game. Honestly, I very much enjoyed Chivalry when I was playing it. Yeah. You know, if, if you like Chivalry, then you'll love Mordhau. That's, yeah. a, that's a good gauge of it. Because um, I know... Again, with the the whole like you know friendly fire thing and swinging a big sword in a wide arc, you know, yeah. uh, chivalry could could get frustrating for some people. But if you liked chivalry, then you'll really like Mordhau. Yeah, no, I liked the way that the way that it felt like the uh, the rhythm of combat. I liked that whole thing. Yeah, yeah, Mordhau's got a very similar rhythm with uh, yeah. additional features. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, have we learned a thing? <clears throat> I have learned things. I learned a f- couple things. I learned things. <laughs> uh, I learned that if uh, this podcast fails, then I have a career in death metal. Yeah, you yeah I wrote Chris's death metal voice rules. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it was really good. I will take that as a compliment. <clears throat> that made my night so far. <laughs> I had learned that uh, Mormons are weird. Yeah. <laughs> I wrote uh, Prophet v. Prophet, the Prophet Dome. Yeah, Prophet Dome. Uh, to enter, one survives. <laughs> Two Prophets Two enter. Can we please call this episode America's Next Top Joseph Smith? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so about that. I gotta write that down, or I will forget it. Uh, America's Next Top Joseph Smith. I wrote, I wrote here that Ben's head is full of Asperger's. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, I wrote uh, watching TJ Hooker. With a prostitute. Yeah, nice. <laughs> I wrote, uh, I don't know what I meant by this. An island can never be just an island. I, th- oh. I think it was when we were talking about Lost. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, right. Uh, um, I wrote, uh, Trump loves to mop. He does. <laughs> yeah, mopping around. Just, just mopping around. Some weird, obsessive, compulsive thing with, <laughs> with uh, mopping. The carpet doesn't look clean. I need, I to, need to mop, mop it. it. Need so to you, mop it. So you can't mop a carpet. <laughs> just yeah, watch you, me. Fuck watch, you. Fuck you. Watch me. You fucking liberal. <laughs> I've got to replace the water. <laughs> um, Real Cinderella story. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote uh, starring John Benjamin as himself. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I wrote here uh, just people will always find a reason to complain. Yep, always. Yeah, oh, yeah. 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 Doesn't matter what the thing is, you will have an, a, a handful of people who yeah. are real pissed off about it. Yeah. I think, is that, that it? Is it? I guess so. Um, Excuse me. I, I think that's about it. I had um, a lot of fun this episode. This yeah. is a really good one. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I uh, it's, it's nice uh, for our, you know, first episode on our new, uh, our new uh, platform to, to be a fun one. Yeah. New, pl- new platform, yeah. new us. New platform, new us. <laughs> yeah. 
uh, death metal all the time. Yeah, that's we're definitely going to use that again <laughs> in the next episode. Yes. It's not something that we're just going to... It's not like a throwaway gag. It's not like a gag that we're... <laughs> it's we're something we just thought would be funny once and then would abandon like, yeah, immediately like, after. Like we're not, it's not like something we're just never going to address again. No. Yeah, look, move we're, on to a different... We're fucking professionals, okay? <laughs> yeah. Well, we're going to do like... It's not like we're going to do another recording. That's something different that yeah. isn't that. This is fine. <laughs> this is what it is now. <laughs> So anyway, anyway, guys, um, yeah, we'll sketch you next time when uh, it. Uh, I believe it'll be Dave's turn to host, yes, unless yes. we have some kind of guest. Oh, or... I, I meant to. Uh, maybe I'll preview it on your episode next. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I was gonna. I was gonna. What I was gonna do is reveal what my topic is and then give everybody time to prepare. But maybe it makes more sense for me to wait for your episode. Yeah. Maybe that yeah. does. Yeah. Let's wait till then. Yeah. Oh, sorry. My my next topic is gonna be one that I think you guys are gonna need to come up with points and counterpoints for. So. Okay. Yeah. I like it. Um, well then, I guess let's uh, let's call it an episode. We'll see you next week, uh, whenever we whenever. see. You. I don't yeah, know. Whatever, <laughs> fuck it. We're, we're going to try and do more. Yeah, podcasts. we'll see you in one or two weeks, depending for more three dudes show, three dudes cast, and we hope three to, guys talk, and we hope to see you there. <laughs> hey, we hope to whatever see you there. in whatever uh, whatever means allow us to yeah. see you in whatever internet. bizarre digital uh, incarnation our souls meet in. Carnation Instant Breakfast. Carnation Instant Soul. <laughs> <laughs> All right. See you guys next uh, time. Bye-bye. Adios. Bye-ya.